Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Glad that you're here. Wednesday, oh, it's Sunday night. I thought it was Wednesday. Sunday night. It's time for a Street Fight. The Colin Show. We do this every single Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch it on Twitch. You can watch it on Twitter. You can watch it on Facebook. You can watch it on YouTube. You can chat with all the people that are listening along. You can even jump in the Discord where there's a live stream chat and people talk about the show as it's happening. So come hang with the gang if you got nothing better to do. Um, but don't stay up too late if you if you got work tomorrow because you're going to need the energy to get through it. Uh, you can find the show as a podcast as well on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all your normal places. Tonight, we are doing a very special call-in show. It's the ABCD call-in show. That means anyone but cis dudes. We're asking on this Mother's Day that anyone but cis dudes call into the show. And we had a few smart Alex already ask, well, wh- well then who's going to host the show? And I want to say that we would never force this labor of working these call cues on any woman or non-binary person. I would love it. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I, but I, I couldn't. I think it would be an injustice to make to force them to do this labor. Well, people on the internet also asking us to take the week off before we take two weeks off. <laughs> okay. With the call-in show. Yeah. Um, I would love to. I would love to give this to to women. Yeah, we just don't. We're just remotely. We're not. We got to find some. We got to find a substitute somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where. Maybe if we could get Lindsay Martin to come in. Lindsay. Um. Uh. There's a woman that works in the organization named Katie, but she probably isn't going to want to do a whole show. Right. So. I don't know, man. Oh, you want to hear something funny? Yes. Oh, I want to let people know we're coming to do live shows in your city. Uh, if you live in Denver, Albuquerque, Phoenix, or Las Vegas this month in like two weeks, head to streetfightradio.com. It's right there on the main page, Southwest Tour. All the tickets and information uh, is available there. And if you want to support what we do and make sure that we can continue to spread this mess across the U.S., head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio where you get bonus zines, you get bonus shows, and you get to watch TV with Brian and I, um, little undercover business tyrants. We watch these bosses go undercover and uh, treat them like shit <laughs> and shame them. And it's a really fun time and a great way uh, to, to uh, hang out with your pals digitally. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to hang out with some digital people. Digital friends. So, uh, how's your Mother's Day been going so far? Okay. I haven't, I, I've been, uh, I took a walk, of course, and I don't know. I didn't really, I got my wife a gift. I, I hung out with her a lot yesterday. Uh, you know, it's been a good weekend. Mother's Day is, Mother's and Father's Day are very weird days. I just... I don't I, I don't quite get the, the I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um I think that probably best to have sit down and have a situation. Uh, uh I mean I'm sorry, situation, have a discussion, you know, little conference about what exactly the expectations are. You know? Because sometimes people want like surprises and big din- dinners and brunches and all that stuff. So I just think that you're appreciated is what it is. Yeah. I haven't called my mom today, but I guess that's not probably going to happen now. Okay. Uh, I that, messed up there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happens too. Well, I don't, I'm not. It's usually a result of your parents not doing the work earlier to kind of build that 
uh, deep root system that you want to upkeep. Yeah, I did go to my in-laws' house yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I do wanted to say, I wanted to say also, like, moms are horrible too. Like, moms aren't like intrinsically good. Some of them are horrible, and you know, if you got one of those, um, I kind of understand some of it. You know, a taste. Um, yeah, but you know, that's life. I mean, I, I just. I don't know. I I I just kind of don't like. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. I I I I. Uh, these kind of days are weird when you're an adult and you have a kid, because to me it feels like I should be focused on the mother I live with. Right. You know, I don't got all time for the other ones. Yeah, we had. Uh, I've had some battles. You know, now we have to figure out. I got a mother-in-law. I got a regular mother, and I'm married to one. And those three all want to be the queen for the day. Yeah. And that is a dicey situation. We went to the in-laws yesterday, but I fi- I did my brakes while I was there. So I was kind of... You drove there and did your brakes in the driveway? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that that's was, great. I that's mean, a, that's a great way to display to uh, her family that you can provide and take care of her, her brakes. Her dad did come and sit next to me for like 10 minutes and was just like... Never thought of you as a handy guy, Brian. I was like, yeah. what do you think I did for seven years when I was like in the cable company and one year when I was a roofer? Like, what? how much more handy can you be? Yeah, I can beat the boss over the head with this wrench and I can also turn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like, I, I'm not like a, um, what's the word? I'm not, I'm not handy handy. You know, I'm not like I'm not Handy Manny over here from the from the Disney Channel. Right. I can't do a lot of things, but like no Bob the Builder. If you talk about if you talk about brakes on a car, if you take it to the place to fix the brakes, they're going to charge you like $300. If you do them yourself, it costs $22. Mm-hmm. So of course I learned how to do yeah, brakes. You got of to. Of course. You got to. Why wouldn't I? I'm yeah. cheap. I'm the cheapest guy that's ever lived. So I did it. My wife this week, we were talking about getting phones. I think we're going to get new phones soon. And she was like, oh, I think I'm going to get a, uh, I'm I'm, going to look at some of the other phones. And I was like, oh, no, 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 you're not. And she said, what do you mean? No, you're not. And I was like, here in the the street fight organization, (laughs) we like blue we like blue text boxes right don't fuck up all the group chats yeah don't leave me out here sending individual sms's to everybody yeah, individual I, green bubbles trying to mess up the group chat I over hate, here yeah i know me and you and her are in a chat and i mean other than all the other ones that just exist for socializing but then it's like no this organization is blue bubbles all the way it's not a sponsorship thing it is keep it all in the same place yeah that's how i feel keep it easy and all in the same place plus it's better phone and i i i don't I don't want to deal for simpletons. This this makes them feel better because right. we're simpletons, right? I don't want to ha- understand the potential of the phone, right? And I would have to learn how to. She ain't gonna fix her phone when something fucked up goes with it either. She ain't gonna fix her Samsung Galaxy Note or whatever the phone is. That's not gonna fall on her, right? Fixing that phone. You know who's gonna fall on me? And I have a good phone that yeah. works. A simpleton's phone. I'm sorry. Okay, so. I said, I, I nipped that right in the bud. I'm a, that was my most small business tyrant 
thing yes. I ever did. It was just like, no, come on. And I was like, you're going to be messaging people? And she was like, oh, you know, it does make sense. Everybody I've talked to for the show has had a blue text bubble. And I'm like, yes, there you go. That's the way it works. It's a cult. You have to be in the club. Yeah, I know. It's just, again, we've said this before. I'm not pro Apple at no. all. I'm not no, pro iPhone. I am pro Everybody got to get the same thing. Just easy. Just one easy kind to of work phone. With. Yeah. Yeah. Just communism I mean, with the only, phones. The thing, about, the thing that messed up with the Android was that they let people make other phones besides the Galaxies. Like all the comp- Samsung won the contract for Android phones. Nobody else should bother. Well, and I'm listening to like, uh, I, I'm, I'm listening to the other stuff. Uh, the uh, Your Kickstarter sucks. And stuff like that, where where Stefan Heck recently got a Google phone. Mm, yes, sounds like an absolute fucking nightmare. Yeah. What's going on with this guy? Can't he can't communicate with any of the other people in his circle? It's like uh, just a mess. And wow. I'm just like, oh no, man. Yeah. why'd you get that for? Yeah, but and stick it with the simpleton phone. Yeah, just with get the big this- shiny buttons, and it makes you feel like you're part of the crowd. It really makes you feel like you're somebody. Yeah, I mean, for people that don't understand wanting to just fit in all the time, I you know. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, that's this is kind of the way though that uh, I was thinking about it with shoes and the way that like capitalism works now, and that like Adidas and Nike, Reebok, Puma, all of them have all decided that the sock shoe is like the wave of the future with like the big marshmallow bottom. And so now all of the companies make the same shoe and they are just have a different insignia on the side, you know, and it's similar to what happened with cars, like the way they regulated cars and everything to the point where you can't a Honda and an Audi kind of look a little similar. And then sometimes a Ford will sneak by and you don't know what it is. The Chrysler 300 looks like a motherfucking Bentley or Phantom or whatever. You know, yeah, all that. That shit. was one of the things that sort of freaked me out when I popped out of my little, sh- uh, like having a kid, the early stages of having a kid where I just wore the same Nautica jeans and the same shoes for seven years mm-hmm. when she was like real little. Uh, I, I noticed that all the shoes had become like these webbing things. It's like yes. a sort of web Fly sort of it. thing. And when you put them on, if it if one drop rains, your socks are soaking wet. And I hate those fucking shoes. And uh, it took me forever to have to try to I, like figure out how much I hate them. And now I'm I'm back on like anything except for the fly knit. <laughs> I hate those fucking things. Sure, they the dry fast and they're light and stuff. Yeah. but jeezy Pete, man. Yeah. Give me some of these. Give me these these ugly ones that I'm wearing. These Keens, they're hideous. But yes. you know the the Air Force Ones, man. Those things are great. Well, yeah, they're like a Dory Loco taco. Yeah, everybody's making fun of me at the uh, at the Mother's Day thing. Yeah, my shoes. Yeah, I mean they're loud. People don't like loud stuff. They want you to just fit in. They want you to get a pair of white shoes with a black symbol on the side. I was in a fucking double wide trailer with a cowhide rug mm-hmm. on the floor and they're making fun of my shoes. Yeah. My real tree oh. air force ones. Oh, at the, at the in-laws at the in-laws. Yeah. They're making fun of fucking me, my shoes at that. What was, was, what was their cut? They had like fucking John Wayne pictures hanging on the wall all over. Well, the they place. sound like they're authentic. Yeah. Well, they are. So what do they say? 
They just just saying like, no, look at those shoes. Those, those are some ugly ones. You know, they weren't like that's pretty mild. That's pretty me. mild. They weren't they weren't like slamming me, but it was just like, what's up with those shoes, man? Nobody's what's going on with those shoes? Okay, but nobody talks to me anymore over there because they assume I'm a snowflake and I get offended. Melted easily. This whole thing happened. This whole fucking horrible event happened, right? Where last year I went for the first time to their new to my in laws' new house. And I sat in a room with my father-in-law for four hours and he yelled at me about politics and it sucked. And, uh, we had to leave. We ended up leaving and I told my wife, like, ah, I wasn't the best day of my life or anything. So my, I think my wife kind of mentioned something about it and they were like, okay, well, you're not allowed to talk politics with Brian anymore to, to my father-in-law. And so now he just doesn't talk to me at all. <laughs> Nobody talks to me. And I'm like, I didn't fucking say, like, don't talk to me. I didn't even say don't talk to me about politics. I just don't want to fucking sit for four hours and get yelled at by a conservative. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Absolutely. I didn't say, I didn't make things off limits. Now I look like. Uh, oh, now I look like I need a safe space. So now I don't get any conversation. Just no talking. Nothing. It's yeah. just, yeah, I can't talk to this guy. He's he's a sensitive Steve over there. And I'm like, I'm not a sensitive Steve. I can take it. I don't want to. I can. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm not offended by that shit, dude. That shit doesn't bother me. I, But now I feel like I got to go in there and fucking start throwing down. Sure. You don't want him to think he won. Yeah. I feel like I lost. Hmm. Well, I I don't know. I, this is the first I'm hearing of this. I, I don't know. the first I thought of it. Yeah. Since uh, yesterday was the first time I thought about how, like, he sat and it. watched me do breaks for 10 minutes, right? Sat next to me while I was finishing up the breaks. And then he walked away. Well, actually, he said, is there any beer here? And they said, no. There's only wine. And he said, fuck this. I'm leaving. And he got in his car (laughs) and left and went and bought an 18 pack of beer and came back. I imagine, you know, wine is, I guess, wrong. Sure. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, he's he's probably trapped in a little uh, fragile masculinity. there. Yeah. So he went and got the beer and he came back, didn't talk to me when he got back. And I was just like, "Eh, all right, man. Well, I mean, you could drum up a conversation with him, right? Yeah. Just be like, you heard this. uh, I saw a movie the other day. This guy was shooting people in the head. It was fucking great. (laughs) He loves stuff like that, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. he had a, like a real big gun. Like, <laughs> he was just like doing justice on everybody. He was. I would just keep telling him I watched Death Wish over and yeah, over. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I love. Remember that part one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that part one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would hate. He probably didn't like Death Wish. Uh, he didn't like movies anymore. Yeah. See, that's told me he don't like movies. He needs to be rehabbed. Liberal bullshit. Yeah. Even the conservative sucks. ones are liberal bullshit. Yeah. No movies. No Just TV, Thomas no Thomas Jefferson books. The, uh, oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's something. 
just he there's not enough there's not enough words spilled about Thomas Jefferson for him. Yeah. He's going to be I think when he's on his deathbed the one thing he's going to be sad about is that he's not going to read the next Thomas Jefferson book. Yeah. Like yeah. when he's on his deathbed he's like they're going to write so many more books about Thomas fucking Jefferson and I'm not going to get to read them. Yeah. I wanted to see the 3D hologram of Monticello in its heyday. <laughs> Like that's a, I wanted to be able to like jack into my virtual reality and like yeah. own slaves as Thomas Jefferson, you know, yeah. hang out with Andrew Jackson, like in the matrix. He's just in the matrix and his matrix is just him oppressing people. That's his whole fucking fantasy. He's like, Oh yeah. 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 So many do. I just, I, I've been to two, I've been in too many, uh, I well, I, I'll tell you this. I've been listening to uh, a ten-hour video of the Opie and Anthony breakup, and have just heard some of the worst politics that you could ever yeah. possibly hear, like interspersed in there. Yeah, I would be burnt raw by that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too much because it was all them talking. But every time politics sort of things came up, it was like, oh Jesus Christ, how did I do this? Why, like, how did how is this like what I wanted to hear? But it was like they didn't the talk ch- about it. They didn't talk about it all day or anything but then it's like every word they said was fucking horrible like everything they thought like one of the guys is just like and i'm gonna do a show about this but one of the dudes is like you know i don't feel like we connect i don't feel like we have chemistry anymore and then when they play the other guy's audio the other guy's like chemistry what are you gay and it's just like oh my god (laughs) like what mess is going on in your mind (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Brian's doing a deep dive into that horrible show. I'm doing a deep dive into Shock Jocks, period. I I think I've named the show. I think in October, starting in October, the plan is for. Do you do scary stuff in October? Well, this is one thing that I'm doing by myself in October. In October. I feel, I, I feel I will be done with it, but I'm doing a five or six part series on shock jocks i'm gonna call it jocktober because that is the famous opie and anthony bit where they would make fun of other shock jocks so uh i thought uh i i I thought i would do it in october and just do jocktober okay you know what i'm saying like call it that and i'm I'm gonna listen to these shock jocks i'm gonna check out bubba the love sponge i'm gonna check out man cow i'm gonna check out tom lycus figure out what what got us here to where we're at I do think it got us here, though. Like, that's part of, I think, one of the interesting things about it is that, like, especially when you talk about, like, the Opie and Anthony off uh, audience, it did splinter two ways. And I think this is one of the ways. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. then the other way is the bad way. Yeah. You know, it was like a light side and a dark side. And people got, people sort of woke up to the 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 bad shit that they were doing, the, yeah. the more problematic type like just horrible shit like they really did horrible stuff i like i had a great i loved it back in the day and i would like to understand what made me love it i would like to understand uh i'm gonna talk to felix about opie and anthony i'm gonna talk to stogie stevens about bubba the love sponge and i i I really want to know what people what it was that got us to listen to these guys for 10 years and i also think just in my mind and this is for you millennials out there and for you for you like you know 20 year olds There was a time in this country where men in their 20s and 30s 
aligned each other with a radio show as an army and went to war with another radio show. And I don't think that like people even get that that was like a real fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine like a teen hearing that now and be like, well, like a, with a radio, like they would turn on the radio every morning yeah, and they would get mad at another radio show and they would go try to, <laughs> bake the other radio show <laughs> look bad yeah. yeah so i'm gonna do it i think it sounds fun but it, i am doing a deep dive okay. into a lot of that stuff well and I, so then i have something to add on that perfectly transitions to that from that is uh you know uh in regards to some of the subgroups that we go have going on in the street fight group in facebook and just to any listeners and the people that hang out in some of the even at our live shows or anywhere um I want to say Brian and I, as married guys, have uh, probably more experience with this. But if you're a younger fellow and you say something or do something and woman, non-binary pal, has a problem with it and tells you something that makes you feel bad, you just put your hands up and say, OK, OK, that's fine. Right. I mean, you don't expect I, there's there's like a few different ways to deal that I think men deal with this sort of thing. And one of them is to expect them to explain every minute right. detail of it to you. Yes. Till the end which of time. Which is even like, which is even like I've been offended at times about things people have said about me. And like, I, I can't really explain. Like there's a lot of times where somebody, uh, people have a tendency online, especially in the group of people that I have not gathered around me, but like my peers and shit like that, you know, uh, we fuck around a lot and, and, and stuff and make fun of each other sometimes and shit. And like, if somebody posts a picture of themselves, there's been times where somebody has said something that sort of like offended me. You know what I mean? About me just personally, I can't tell you why it offended me. Cause I call myself a fat shit all the time. I call myself all kinds of things all the time, but when somebody else does it, it offends me. I don't have a, like a, a good reasoned out explanation. So when, when there are a lot of dudes that don't understand why, when you say something that bothers somebody, they might not have like a well-reasoned explanation for why that thing bothers them, but you should at least like respect that well, it bothers them. And and like I mean, if you're not out here to hurt people's feelings, yeah, let's go go on to the next thing. Like yeah. if somebody says, Hey, this remind this triggers me, this reminds me of a, of an assault, or like women have to worry about this thing, or this affects women in this way, you just you take your little thought, you put it on a, your mental riv on a leaf on a leaf in your mind, and you put that on your little mental river and you watch it float away and you stop worrying about somebody's fucking life unless they're going to be a significant part of yours. You know, unless you're gonna be living with or marrying with this person, like you don't have to know everything about somebody's life or get satisfaction from them. Sometimes it's you know, you said something stupid and you apologize and listen to what they say. And, uh, you know, women are just as vicious on the battlefield and they might say something to hurt your feelings on the way out. Right. But also they don't speak up every time you say something stupid. Like every time I try when I pretend I know what mitochondrial DNA is, my wife doesn't then like quiz me on it and then prove that I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just let, I, there's a lot of shit that slides. I'm just saying like. I'm just trying to be jovial about it. But I think uh, my thing stop is stop throwing tantrums. It's stupid. Who cares, man? I mean, I say, but someone told me I said a fucking gay slur today. I said something. So 
It happens. Why are you fucking out here saying gay? Somebody sex told for? me turd burglar was like I mean, a, it, it was a home. I didn't know it is. You that. texted me and I said I thought. First of all, I'm not texting anybody because I'm listening to a 10-hour YouTube video by a, sure, a two Anthony homophobes. stuff. So. <laughs> I don't have time to text with you people. I'm busy. Um, but uh, I, uh, I'm i listening to this thing. And uh, I just am like, I knew. Like, so I can see where you might not have known that this was a homophobic slur. But in the times that I've used it when I was younger and shit, it like that's what I was getting at. Oh, okay. But I'll say this: I can see somebody being like, "Oh, what a funny concept! Somebody stealing turds." I think it's hilarious. You know what I, I think mean? it's the lowest possible thing on earth. Like, I, I, I mean, you, a thief is really bad. I, like, a th- somebody that steals from other people is really bad. But if you're stealing turds out here, I mean, what are you doing? But people, like, what who, is your life? People who did say that to you, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I will tell you that, like, just from growing up where I grew up, and and even through that time, like that word was is exclusively used towards gay men. Yeah, I know. You're exactly right. And I pieced it all together once they said it because I did hear it as a kid when I thought of it as I didn't realize what it was. I thought of it as the humorous thing. But the people that were saying it were totally like homophobic adults. Yeah, yeah. That I overheard their conversation. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, again. But went, can we please, can I still just say it in like no. the stealing shit way? You get to take it like back. Like you're a shit stealer. You get to take it back. Stop. You need to come up with another way to talk about somebody stealing When I turds. was like, when I did my first poop in the potty when I was like three or four, three years old or whatever, I went to go tell my mom and my dog ate that shit. Okay. Burgled well, my turd. My yeah, dog okay. Angel was a turd burglar. I thought that was going to go a different way that was also going to be funny is when you first <laughs> took your first shit in the toilet, you grabbed it out of the toilet with your hand <laughs> and showed your parents. No. But I get it. No. Ugh, God, dogs are the... This is why... I'm not going to do it. I get in trouble every time. I'm just going to say that dog ate a turd. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. And then we're going to move to the collars. Gross, man. Dog, we Our dogs used to eat spit. I mean, yeah. They'll, I mean, they're they're in one with nature. We weren't trying they to like, get like, them the to drink spit. I used to... My friend's dog, Bags, right? He used to run around in the backyard... I used to pee off my friend's roof because mm-hmm. peeing off of a tall thing is funny. Like, or just refreshing, uh, not refreshing, but like it's liberating neat, you know, liberating. it's like when you get to, when we go to the grand Canyon, I'm going to spit off it uh-huh. immediately. If we go, if we go by the grand Canyon, I'm going to spit off of it. It's the same thing with peeing. You pee off this guy's roof and his dog used to just run up and start, like drinking the pee and I thought it was hilarious but now when I think about it it's like what are you fucking doing dog the dog does, it doesn't matter it's not gonna harm it you could drink the pee dude drinking pee isn't harmful it's not like toxins no it is it's no. the bad stuff from inside your body coming no, out the bible it. said water will flow from their bellies you can look it up that doesn't it's even, the life force that's dude. okay All right, but man. you can drink pee it's not gonna fuck you up that dog's fine that it's dog gross. that dog lives without like anxiety of the brain like that dog just <laughs> Knows when stuff will kill him when it when it just gets a refreshing just new flavor. In no his mouth. social graces. No, no, they don't just care. None. Man. They're dirty. No social anxiety for a dog. Let's no. uh, let's let's get some women on. Uh, friends, <laughs> yeah, well, I want to say ABCD people on the show. Yeah, I want to say once again thank you to the gay Raffi and Pachui on Twitter for the idea and the suggestion. Uh, and thank you, Lermworm, uh, from Instagram for making that um that poster i put up today uh, Lermworm is the famous artist of means tv they did the little um 
the little animation there, the little utopian figures watching TV in the forest. So, you ready to get this call started? This thing started here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's make sure I got the right person. Please don't hang up on it. Uh, we we got to hang up on people. I promise somebody. I hope this uh, comes through. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. What are your pronouns? Hey, them. This is Lucian. Hey, Lucian. Lucian. How's it going? We know you. <laughs> yes. Hello, hello. How is everyone tonight? Great. I love that Brett went to you first so that it can sound like we stacked the phones. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. He's he's taking a dab right now, so that was a low one there. How you doing, Lucian? I'm doing well. I'm glad that uh, I was able to call, and I keep saying I'm going to call in for like the last three weeks and just haven't done it. Well, you did it. How's the abortion business going? It's going great, minus uh, we have, so I work at an abortion clinic that has clinics all across the East Coast. We have one in Connecticut, two in Pennsylvania, one in Jersey, and one in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, wow. Oh, no. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean. So we're pretty involved in everything that's going on down there. You think you're going down there? Well, I'm going down in August for the DSA event, and then we're going to look into maybe doing some other stuff with the clinic but i was referring to like all the laws that ohio just passed the one that's going into effect in what i think it's like 60 days now that they're going to try to put it in yeah um georgia just passed another heartbeat law alabama's on its way for passing another one as well well let me so, say i'm going to say something real quick uh i i might know some other people that are going to be in uh atlanta during that DSA convention weekend, maybe doing like a huge show with some other people. Um, but <laughs> Lucian, you know, you know, you're always, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of you. But anyway, uh, yeah, the Ohio thing has been, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm so shitty because I, I don't know what actions are being taken yet. I, I think I kind of expect, uh, I think I kind of expect Brett to tell me when abortion stuff is going on, which is totally unfair to him because, you know, it's uh it's it's my job to pay attention to. And uh I I don't know what's going on here. What's what is uh in Atlanta, like what is the uh what's the thing that's going on down like what are you headed down there for? Like are there protests or anything? Is there a place that people can check to see what's going on? It's, it's not necessarily a protest. It's just that, um, so with the South already being a hostile environment for abortion, um, a lot of people were traveling to Georgia because it's, there's a lot of clinics in Atlanta. Um, and now with Georgia trying to pass the law where after six weeks, once again, once a fetal heartbeat is detected, abortion would be illegal. They're also trying to criminalize people traveling out of the state to have abortion. Oh, God. Um, with it, yeah, with Georgia, they're also looking into, I think, same thing with Ohio, where if somebody miscarries, they would also be charged with, like, murder. Fuck. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of extra things in here. I know Brett shared with the Ohio bill the fact that if somebody has an ectopic pregnancy, which is a pregnancy outside of the uterus, that if they did not try to implant it into the uterus, it would be considered an abortion and thus illegal. And that's, um, yeah, and, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. You can explain better than I can. Yeah, with that process, it doesn't work. It's not something that's viable, that's happened. That's, so they're jumping through a bunch of hoops to try to make it so things that actually don't work 
would get around their own bullshit that they've created. Yeah, I mean that that's um I mean that is doing surgery on somebody and doing a kind of hack made up fantasy with somebody's body just to prove just to 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 go along with like their religious agenda. You know, that like yeah. that they were fighting for the life of that piece of cell matter, you know, or whatever it whatever they're whatever is ca- calling them to do this. Um, but they're very successful right now. And I, I don't know what to tell people to do except for get out there and start volunteering, start marching now. It's already too late. But um, uh, it's it's shocking how how quickly it's happening. Yeah, there's, I know a book recently published called um, What to Do in a Post-Rural America, I believe it's what it's called. And it has a lot of things for like how people can get involved if, road get you know repealed and we end up in a place where abortion is illegal again um as for getting involved right now there's the fact that obviously becoming a clinic escort is super important um i cannot stress enough that it might seem like oh you're just walking somebody into the abortion clinic but you're there for that person's emotional support you're showing them that they're not alone like clinic escorts do way more than i think people realize they do and then there's always donating to um, abortion funds, and abortion funds are the people who put money into patients' hands so that they can afford their abortions, whether it's traveling out of state or in state. Yeah, and um, I uh, I kind of explained to Brian, I, th- I think a week or two ago, that it's ramped up. Um, I've been, you know, my, my kind of strategy for it is I do it about once a month, so that way I don't get burnt out. Um, but we have like new shifts coming on because it's increasing as like they gain momentum uh so i'm now doing it like every two weeks is what i'm going to go down go up to now and it's now there's now a guy with a megaphone out there that's yelling at us the entire time talking about like two hours of like harassment and you know pointed attacks on me and like who i am arguing with the people um that are coming in and out of the place and it's absolute pandemonium and uh, this person's they're a complete nuisance, and the the police do abs- can do absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, even at um, our clinic in Jersey, which is generally the, the the protesters are just quietly praying with their rosaries out front. We've noticed an increase. We have way more protesters now. They're becoming way more aggressive with not just the patients but the employees. Like they're yelling at us, like when we're trying to get into work, like oh, we can get you a job that you're not going to be ashamed of. Um, just yelling at our security guard. They try to put their toes up against the, the clinic's like lawn as a, as to taunt us, be like one of those like little kids, see, we're not touching you. We're not touching yeah. you. We're not touching you just to see how far they can get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now have you had in your area, have you had any successful campaigns with like the anti woman's clinic? Um, has there been any time or effort port- put towards that? Um, what do you mean? Could you, I'm sorry. I'm not sure if that's something we have. I'm sorry. We have, when, uh, we did a show in Pittsburgh, I'm going to try to salvage the audio because the video wasn't the best, but we did a show in Pittsburgh and, um, there was a few, uh, from what I understood, a few DSA chapters around the country that were doing, uh, protests against the like fake women's clinics that pop up oh, near the crisis pregnancy, yeah, center. crisis pregnancy, pregnancy centers. And they were actually able to get some of them shut down. So we do have one with our Jersey clinic. It's a little bit down the road. Um, 
I know as our, our organization as a whole, at least in Connecticut, has been working on getting bills passed that um, CPCs have to label themselves that they are not medical facilities very mm. clearly um, because our <clears throat> clinic is literally a stone's throw from a CPC. Like the, the doors face each other. Oh, we've got two. Of, we've got two of them there. We've got one across the street from both from both sides. It's, it's ridiculous, and they share like so the name will be like one thing off. Yeah, and now they've um, now they're the some of the protesters started wearing the vests that they're the same color blue of our as our uh, escort vests, and they started saying like I'm a trained woman's ag- advocate, like ma'am, I can help you. I'm a trained woman's advocate. They keep saying that when they get out of the car. Like what? Yeah, I don't. The vesting is ridiculous. I posted about that on not too long ago because they started doing that here, and we had to change our vest so that we can distinguish ourselves from them again. I don't like. I don't get why. I know why they're allowed to do it, and if they're not allowed to do it, we're not allowed to do it, sort of thing. But like, we never are that. Uh, what's we're not deceptive. When we no. do our things out there, everybody that looks whenever I've been, I mean, most of the marches I've been to have either been like for refugees or for the, uh, the airplane thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, or things like that. Just there hasn't been a ton of abortion like actions when I go to them. They they packed the courthouse a couple times okay. recently. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry. I I not that I've been to or no, but I go to a lot of protests and I've been to a lot and like it's always like the people are very clear about who they are and what they're there for. And I think this like deceptive thing is so. I mean these they're just sick people, man. Like I, I know they think they're doing the right thing or whatever, but the way that they lie. Is so gross to me, you know. It, it's the no, lying it's really and the bad. disguises and stuff like that. It's like if they were standing outside because, you know, whatever their brain thinks is happening in there. If they're standing outside and they're 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 being honest about who they are and what they're saying, that's one thing. But trying to disguise yourself and trying to like intercept people on their way to doing something that maybe they maybe they're like uh they're they're vulnerable they're just vulnerable people going to do a thing and it just i I don't know i i i can't i don't know what the answer is or what the solution is but it it, it's gross that it like when i first heard about those clinics the uh whatever those other weird across the street clinics were i couldn't believe that like a landlord would rent to them and we don't bother them at all there's not leftists standing outside of their places you know so i yeah i wish there were i think the worst thing with yeah but i think the the worst thing with crisis pregnancy centers is they are actually partially government funded oh really like, oh wow it's not just like yeah it's not just um, some big religious thing. There's also government funds that go into those. Oh, um, fuck the government. And then, yeah. Recently, we had um, a bunch of protesters in Philly um, because there was a senator who was yelling at, I think a senator, yelling at some of the anti-choice protesters out front, and 
it became a big a big thing and I mean like hundreds of people outside of a Planned Parenthood and and it's everything that they say is based on lies like they'll harass people coming out like oh did you take the abortion pill we can reverse it we can reverse it which isn't a thing you can do <clears throat> same thing with the implanting of the ectopic pregnancies it's just all based on lies there's nothing they say that has any truth in it yeah we have the sign that this one this one couple carries says uh abortion reverse reversal pills we can help you act fast and then it has like a phone number very weird. Yeah, and it's, it's, all it is is the reversal is they give you a super high dose of progesterone, which is basically just they try to give you a huge dose of birth control. It's like, that doesn't do anything. Very weird. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, nice. I, I just, I can't. I, I it, it's, it sucks. I don't know. I don't even know how to, like, deal with it in my mind, even. Like, let alone, like, go out and do I something know, about mean, it. It's like raising money feels like almost not enough I mean, and especially, I mean, if you are in these smaller places that, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I am a, in a shithead congressman's district. Like, my guy is somebody that, you know, definitely, sh you know, I need to make sure that a fucking Republican doesn't get in there. There's a risk, you know. Because because they are they use it. I think that's what's so frustrating is that they accuse us so much of treading on their lifestyles when we simply just want to make our own decisions, and they stop us at every possible chance because we're not following along with their fucking program. You know? Mm -hmm, yeah it's it's all about control. It's all about controlling someone yeah. else's bodily autonomy. Yeah, and it's so and it's so fucking smug. They're so smug. And are so arrogant. They out there. They're out there. You know, believing all the shit that they're sent by some great creator, and there's like destiny for them to come out here and save and save kids or something. They're fucking awful people. They're just so arrogant. It's, it pisses me off when I'm out there. Sometimes it's so hard not to just get into fucking fights with them. Sometimes. Yeah, um, one thing I tell people, it's like, that's what they want, though, is they want an excuse to be like, see, look at how bad the other side is. Oh, yeah. As shitty as it is to not yell at them, yelling at them isn't going to stop them from doing what they're doing, so you should put your energy elsewhere. Yeah, they bust their they bust their live stream out very quickly. They have Facebook groups, just like the Street Fighters group, and they just talk about being persecuted by the fucking left all day long and how, you know, these, these you know, Soros these people that are funded by Soros are killing babies and shit and they live in their little cocoon and fund more of their angry hatred and bullshit. And you're just giving more fuel when you go after them like that. Yep. Well, Lucian, uh, but before we let you go, we, we don't want to make you just talk about abortion. Uh, tell these people a good, my chemical romance song to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Heaven Help Us or um, Bury Me in Black. I'm a big fan. I actually uh, went through a phase. That's how I found out Lucian is a big fan of uh, My Chemical Romance is that I went through a weird phase where, like, I did not like them when they came out. Uh, I I probably could have been quoted as saying, oh, all these dumb idiots are listening to My Chemical Romance. But I went back and listened to them and couldn't believe how great they were. But I want—I didn't want you to only yeah. have to talk about bummer stuff, right? Even though you know a lot of that music's a bummer too. I'm just saying, Gerard Way's kind of a bummer at times. Yeah, 
In a good way. Do you think they're... Uh, and I want to tell you this, because I've never... In an honest way, right? Yeah. Like a memento mori way. Right. And I've never been able to tell Lucian this on the phone. And I told Brett that I've said this to you online. I, I remember I taught, uh, we were when the day we talked about My Chemical Romance and how they broke up and you were like, I'm never going to see them in my life. I will have never got to see them. I'm going to make a promise to you. Uh-huh. You're definitely going to see them. They will get back together and they will do a reunion tour. <laughs> yeah. Just give it time. I've seen it happen too many times. <laughs> Very rarely. No. I don't know. We'll see. There will always be that thread of hope for me to hold out, but... Guns N' Roses are touring together yeah. right now. Axl Rose and Slash are on the on the same tour together right now. And that was something that like people were like, that's never going to happen. So it's going to happen. I mean, the, the thing is about I'm, this. Original it, Misfits are touring again, right? Yeah. After me and Brett started doing live stuff, it does. Like, it is just like there is. If if there is money to do a live thing, like if you're Gerard Way, you're walking around all the time thinking like, well, now if I ever need money, <laughs> there's this one thing I can do and make a whole ton of it right now. And that's like how these guys, that's how it ends up happening, man. Like somebody, somebody wants a pool. They got to get money. Oh, check it out. We could, I know that people hate to hear that these guys do it for the money, but it, like people have to live and it doesn't hurt. That's for sure. It helps. And it is a lot. Those guys, I mean, like, cause music makes people no money now from what I understand, you have to tour and sell stuff. Like, so they're not like, I mean, you know, collecting Spotify royalties is not like a real good long-term investment thing. Oh yeah. No, it's <laughs> awful. Well, thanks for calling, Lucian. It's great to hear from you, and especially on the ABCD show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully, I'll be trying to call in more, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you in. Peace. All right. All right. All right. Good first call. Good first call. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Them I would strains. say Woo. I know that the Facebook page Feminist Flag Corps in Ohio does a lot of organizing around uh women's issues in town they're a good place to start if you haven't looked up them um that's where i would go with i'm on there i'm on there right now looking for it maybe i could like a facebook page that's not a disgusting person (laughs) sure so let's see who's on the call on the queue next here thank you for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight uh hey is it me it's you yeah what's your pronouns uh, she, her. Okay. All right. All right. Who What's are we talking up? to? How's it going tonight? <laughs> Pass the test. That's pretty good. Uh, my name is Dana. Who? Did- what is it? I'm sorry. We didn't catch it. Oh, uh, doing pretty good. My name is Dana. What's up, Dana? How Dana. are you tonight? Great name. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I picked it myself. Um... <laughs> How cool is that? Can I ask Dude, you? I was, I was like a 90s kid. I just remember Dana's are very like to the point and tough. Like, okay. Dana's like, get it done. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I can ask you, I, 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 can, how cool is it that you do get to like, you get to like, is that one of the big bonuses is like, I get to pick my fucking name, you know, like, what am I? And how did you pick Dana? Uh, I mean, I've always kind of been wedded to like the first initial last name. Like I've used that for everything. Uh, so I just kept that. And then 
I don't know, basically, I've been, like, playing, like, video games with, like, the female characters, like, my whole life is constantly picking, like, a new name, and it just, like, it, it popped into the top of my head when I uh, joined the, uh, the Street Fight Discord, actually, and it's just kind of stuck. Oh, that's, I mean, I, hey, you know, that, I mean, like, it's, it's wild, I, like, I remember when I was a kid, Actually, I'll say this. It, when I played Mortal Kombat, I was Sonya Blade all the time. That was my main fucking character. <laughs> but it was because she had this move that would fuck people up. Like, that took off, like, a quarter of the power. You know what I mean? Like, but, Yeah, yeah. Did, so you just sort of... Did you, like... I don't know. You said you picked the, the female characters in the video games. Uh, like, did you know from the beginning, like, when you were playing that, like... Did you just think it was a subconscious choice, or, you know, what was it? Uh, go ahead, it was, go ahead. It was, it was a conscious choice, but it was like, I just didn't like being the male character, in, in a way, I didn't really know why. Okay, okay, yeah. 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 That's cool. That's, I mean, I, I, I always ask, like, I'm always like, I gotta ask. I always feel weird asking like questions, you know. Yeah. But then I'll, I, most people are so. That's the thing when you said when somebody fucks up, it's like most people are so nice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. I also like the woman character in the games because they're usually faster, and I have more like a. I'm more of like a hyperactive player, and so I like to be jumping and swinging all the time. Okay. <laughs> when I play my video games, Shiva was not fast though. Shiva, eight armed woman. Oh yes, Mortal no, I was Kombat. never a Shivo user. <laughs> Jason was. Jason just went like this. Just grab you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on tonight? What's up? Uh, nothing's really going on tonight. I was just uh, excited to call in for the ABCD show. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, um, it's cool. It's cool to have. I'm, I'm like really happy so far. We're two calls in. There's no dudes and all no cis dudes and no uh, boyfriends taking the phones out of a girlfriend's hand. And I didn't have to have my wife call yet. Right. Yeah, we're doing great so far. Yeah, yeah that's that's the list. Uh, the listeners are such good people. Yeah, the communities are great. Um, I had uh, a couple things I actually wanted to mention. One was following up on the uh, abortion thing. Okay. Um, so... I live in Canada, and, like, abortion is, like, totally legal here, like, up until, like, viability, I think. Um, however, a big thing is, like, access to abortion. So, I live in a city where all of the old people move to uh, and hang Confederate flags. It's, it's awful. Um, in, in, in Canada? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, there, there's two people I know within two blocks of my apartment who have Confederate flags. That's not even like they aren't even part of that thing. That's not even fair. Yeah, it's just like, white supremacy. <laughs> yeah, you, I wonder if they say it's heritage. I I would love it. I I wish I could go up there and ask your neighbors why they have a confet. Because like I got to get the non-racist yeah. reason for yeah. that. Give me explain yourself real quick. <laughs> could you please give me the not like because they'll they would never tell you it's fucking racist. No, no. You know what I mean. No. So like the people I know that have them um, because we're in Ohio about freedom. Yeah, the the people I know who have had them because we're in Ohio have often said like, oh, it's history. It's like I like history. I'm big. Fan I'm a of states' history. rights guys. I yeah. think they had. The, I think they had the right to leave the United States if they wanted to. Yeah, and, and, but in Canada, there's just 
they should be illegal in I, I imagine they would be illegal in Canada, <laughs> right? Like they can yeah, they can outlaw that. shit up there, like if they want to. Not that I know of, uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, it was uh, about the abortion thing. Um, so I have um, a close friend of mine who has like some friends within the like like med- medical industry in this city, and uh, so most if not all of the doctors who currently work here also are employed at the hospital. Um, the hospital is privately owned because we have public insurance, not public health care. Um, and the hospital outlaws their doctors uh, from doing abortion. Oh, so there's just fuck. Like, so, there's like no way to do, no way to get one here. And this is just by some business decree, not no law. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, that's wild. I mean, they're doing any. They're really. Yeah, they I are. Mean, well, they I mean, while I use every possible thing they can. Yeah, yeah, and they, they, the, the government works for them. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the thing, thing we never we you never think about is like well, maybe we're anarchists because like the government doesn't work for us. Like the way we want the government to work, it doesn't work. It only right. works for them. Right. Like it always works for them. Like they can get the government to do anything they want it to do. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, it was nice talking to you guys. Yeah, you too. Nice talking to you too. That's yeah. That shit. That is uh. The 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 corporations will always jump in. Yeah, if, of course. You know, you got the like, you got the uh, pharmacists who were just like, I'm not, I'm not giving you Plan B. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm I'm against it, and it's like, motherfucker. Okay. Right. I mean, I'm against su- serving food. You don't like, have when, to touch it. I'll come around back and grab it. <laughs> yeah. When when, <laughs> when you were like, but I, you're like, I don't like serving food to racists, but you know what? When I work at a restaurant, I got to serve food to fucking racists. Yeah. They make me fucking do it. They right. come in there, they act racist, and I have to serve them the food. Yeah. So you got to give me what I want. You right. know? Right. If you look at me as vile as I look at a racist, then... You know, yeah. I deserve it. Absolutely. I deserve it. Yeah, I wanted to let everybody know calling in as well. You don't have to like, like explain who you are or your existence or anything like that. Oh, you're geez. welcome to. Now I'm bad. You're welcome to just share street fight stories. Street fight mom stories too would be interesting. If you got a street fight mama that doesn't listen but has some stories, uh, that would be good as well. And then, of course, any of the job shit, you know. Again, somebody in the chats at my high school in in Colorado f- flew the Confederate flag. I, like, there's a part of me that like, well, wow. not a part of me, but there are people. Colorado, yeah, claiming? they always get they all. That's the thing. Like, they, I think there are times where that thing flies, where the person that's flying it genuinely believes that they're not racist and that they're just a like a history buff. You know what I mean? And I think if it's flying at a school, you got a good chance of it being one of the fucking dumbass history teachers that's just like, well, you know, they're in Colorado's cowboy country. They get a charge out of it, right? That's why they're doing it. That's like I told you when we talked about my daughter's teacher saying the N word. Yeah, exactly. Right. They, they did it. They well, chose that a passage. history word. They chose that passage. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's just a history word. It's just a history flag. Why also, why also bent out of shape about a history flag? Yeah. It's yeah. like, but when they explain to you their problem with the goddamn history flag, you won't listen for like two seconds. Like you won't even give them 
the time of day to hear how the flag makes them feel. And again, if you're a fucking history teacher that really just fucking loves history, then maybe just listen to the people who feel historically have strong feelings about that fucking flag. Are you out here? Are we all out here to hurt each other's feelings? Is that like, is that the goal? Is everybody is, is being me like is being Brian is everything that being Brian is about hurting somebody else's feelings. The most offensive to somebody else's, ideals as possible right even if we're talking about conservatives i mean i love fucking con- uh, offending conservatives i love it but i don't like gear my entire well my life is pretty offensive no actually no i'll say this my life is not actually offensive to conservatives but i'm saying like some of the things i say are offensive to conservatives but that's not the way i don't like live my life that way and i'm not i'm open to a discussion about some of the things I say. You know, I get DMs. I get a little smattering, a sprinkling of DMs from people who say, hey, do you think maybe sometime you could say not all the troops are bad? And I'll say, well, no, probably not. (laughs) But it's not that I believe that all the troops are bad. I think you all have heard me on what a hell of a way to die. Talking to Francis, I have... I have had people that have been in the military on the third show and talk to them. I don't, I watch fucking movies where people kill each other all the time and they're in a military. Here's the fucking thing. I don't think that I need to defend them. Like, I don't think that it's my, I, there are people all over the place defending the troops, right? Like that is the whole world is out there defending the troops. The whole world is out there defending the cops. There's this small percentage of people who aren't, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? I'll be the criticism voice. I'll be the negative voice in that department. I don't feel like I have to, I don't feel like it's on me to make those people feel comfortable. You know, they feel comfortable. They are comfortable in 99% of situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. And and that's, I mean, that's just, I don't, I, I don't get the impulse to always feel like you have to hurt somebody or to always feel like somebody needs to be hurting from the thing you say. I, I, I think that, uh, I think it's fun to offend people. And I think a lot of people have a lot of fun doing it, but just. It shouldn't be your thing, man. Don't make it your thing. Don't the the if the Confederate flag if if some guy's flying a Confederate flag and you tell him how you feel and he doesn't take it down, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, you do whatever you want to that guy. I don't fucking give a shit. Okay. I don't I just there is this thing out there of like my existence. Yeah, needs to uh, there is a thing out there and it's like a lot of white dudes, right? It's people like me or people like you. Maybe I'm not speaking for you, Brett, but people like me who have been raised and come up to believe that our existence is needs to like oppose another thing. It needs to offend and hurt. And bother another thing. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be somebody like that. That's why when you say something about, hey, 
if somebody says they're offended by a thing you say, if somebody says they're offended by the word turd burglar, like you said, then it's like, oh, okay. Oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm not going to use that word. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want anybody to feel unsafe around me or uncomfortable around me. I'm not going to use that fucking word anymore. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But like, there are a lot of people who think, why well, I, I have to fucking say that because you know yeah. what, if I, if, if I let them take that away from me, then like, what else I'm living am I going to do? Yeah. I, I can't be home if they won't let me be homophobic anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I guess that was a rant. And, and a it way. is. And what I, what I kept thinking about, what makes me so mad is that I do respect these people's right to use their magical brain energy and their special friend in the sky to save little souls that are being deleted at the fucking uh, Planned Parenthood. But, like, they use the law to restrict us from living how we want. And they act like, you know, they don't have to face any sort of criticism. They don't have to face any sort of diversity in their fucking lives. And yet they make laws as if they are, as if they're being overran by, you know, Islam and their rural fucking houses and shit. Like you know? ISIS is yeah. gonna show up to fucking Groveport. Yeah. And they <laughs> they uh it's and they they make laws based upon how they think the city is. Me and you live in the city and they sit on the outside and they think that we're dodging bullets all night long. Oh I you know? know. I know. <clears throat> Let's get on the phone here. Oh, see the city's name. not like mostly white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Well, hold on. You, you drop, yeah, how's it going? Who, yes. Who this? Hey, this is this is Lindsay. Lindsay. Oh, the best. You made her wait on hold. I didn't know she was calling. S M H. I'm sick. your VIP list. Oh, okay. Sick to my stomach, I'm Lindsay. My DMs aren't no, working. Right. My DMs aren't working on 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 Twitter again. That when They're when. Not. Yeah, so we announced the ABCD show, and I might have to go, you know, get some co- contacts and people. And what do they do? They shut my damn DMs down again. Oh, that's happening to a lot of people lately. Oh, it happened to me not too long ago. It's a nightmare. It means you have to look at the main timeline all day. <laughs> They're stifling leftist organizing. Part about Twitter. I know the DMs is the place to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your group chat where you can make fun of somebody for misspelling something. Oh God, yeah. Like, did you see this shit? We uh, there's a group chat I'm in. Did you all see the thing about people not washing their legs? I don't want to get into that too much, but I saw. Uh, I did see a little bit of it, Lindsay. I don't wash my <laughs> legs, and I'm just going to tell you that right now on the phone. Look, man. Street fight's not a place to judge. So thank you, thank you. I don't. I I wash. Uh, I I wash my. I I've seen this talked about. I'm not really paying much attention to it. You guys know I hate having a body. I wash my beans, my armpits, and my face and my head, and the rest of it. The water drips down there. I figure it's going to be fine. No feet. Why? Um, it gets my there. My experience is a little different. <laughs> what? But that's like the least shocking thing anyone said on this show. <laughs> probably okay. I mean, people that take bath. Well, see, and my wife is going to get mad about this when she listens. But I think people that take baths are crazy 
people. Like I, I just, I did such an abnormal thing to do. And I'm sorry if you have to do it for some reason. I apologize, but taking a bath takes too long. It's a crazy thing to do, in my opinion. But I think yeah. if I took a bath, I would wash my legs. You kind of have to, yeah. I, I, I can't do baths, but. God, my wife, my wife is like, my wife makes me take a picture of the bathtub every time we check into a hotel room on tour so she can get jealous. Oh, I love that bathtub. Well, I'd love to take a bath in there. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think you have, you have to take a shower before you take a bath because otherwise you're just like sitting in your own soup. I don't believe in the sitting in your own soup thing because we get in pools all the time. Nah, man, they got filters there. My my wife talked me into it because she loves them, and I was so grossed out by it. I'm I, not grossed out by anything, by the way. I sit. I would. Here's what I would do: if somebody gave me what for one hundred dollars, Brett could take a bath, get out, and then I would get in the tub after he was done. For, for <laughs> if you put one hundred dollars in my PayPal, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's just a thing. You can a, shave. That's a special type of brother. <laughs> you can shave in there, dude. I'd do it. Jason, I'd do it for Jason. Jason, if you took a bath right now in this bathtub down here and got out of the bathtub, I would get in when you were done. You leave the room. I'm not going to waste water. I'll get in there. I'll sit for 30 seconds. Folks, he's- that's $100. And not only that, I'm not even saying I'll do it one time. <laughs> However many times you want to give me $100, I will do that. I'm not grossed out by it. Hey, Brian, you're so cheap. You could fill your bath water. You could fill your bath up on the first of the month and just leave it there until the end of the month and then drain it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm not. I shower. I would shower after doing that. I'm just saying, like, when people say I don't want to sit in my own soupy water, I'm like, ah, Forget about it. You know, the bathtub's fine. Hey, man, those, I mean, the dingleberries get lost in the pool. I'll get when in you're there, in that bath, I buddy, mean. Well, $100. 100 Patreon comes in on the second every month, okay? Okay. okay. You want to put $100. <laughs> first, you have to pay me street fight money. Yeah. But if a listener out there wants to pony up $100 and talk Brett into taking a bath first, I'll fucking do it. But you got to talk. Facebook you, group's going to raise that money. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I'll fucking, like I said, raise $300 and I'll get in Jason's bath water, oh Jacob's bath water, and Brett's bath water. You could get more, dude. Why are you adding shit on? You don't know how to negotiate at all. You're like going all in. What? $300. Fuck, man. For all that dirty bath water? It's not a big fucking deal, dude. You're it's just like a, a hog deal. wallowing in slop now. No. Well, okay. I'm not, well, it's not like a joy. I'm not like a pervert or anything for it. It's, I mean, you're excited. You're signing up for a lot of I'm dirty bath water. You've got a whole fucking afternoon of dirty bath okay. water ahead of you. <laughs> but and then that night, I'm going to go to Best Buy and buy a Nintendo Switch. Okay. okay. I'm just saying, a hundred bucks, man. You know, it's out there. Hey, it's folks out there. Folks, will do anything for money. Folks. No, I won't do anything for money. There's a lot of things I won't do for money. But this bath water thing, it's time to put soupy bath water to bed this whole thing about the bath water being soupy and gross it's time to put that to bed just like it is about eating food off the floor it just like it is about fingernails it's time to put all that stuff to bed and i'm gonna be the guy that does it mm. hi Lindsay. how are you tonight how clean does brett 
how clean does Brett have to be before he gets in the tub? Is this like Brett has just come back from the gym? Brett's had like the casual day hanging out at home. Like how gross is he before he gets in the tub? I'll fucking tell you what he can do. I'll tell you what he can do. One night when we do a live show on this tour in the desert, we'll come back to the hotel and Brett will take a bath and I will get in the Brett bath water. In the desert after a live show. And I don't know if people know this, but when you stand on stage, you're just your balls just sweat. Like nothing is ever in the world. Like that whole area of your body is just burning hot. Yeah. <clears throat> we should do like rub a dub dub two men in a tub. See, that's I'd put on trunks. Cute. Yeah. I would put on trunks. I'm not getting naked in front of you. Okay. It's just never gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I one time had to walk out of the bathroom with a towel on to get something. I forgot something in the room, and I was like, this is the worst experience of my entire life. <laughs> Never been a worse thing. I don't even like being naked in front of my wife. It's fine. But it wasn't that memorable. If we put on uh if we put on <laughs> swimming trunks, I will get in a bathtub with Brett. I would sit rub a dub dub two men in a tub with Brett and Jason and Jake and fucking Katie and Steven. We'll fly Steven out. You know, the whole Street Fight organization. Oh just sitting in a tub together. Washing up. I'll get one of those scrub brushes and a bath cap. So now this is turning into setting a world record for the world's biggest rub a dub dub. <laughs> 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 this is just something I, I I'm so like we are so clean these days. Everybody wants this I, antiseptic environment. I go like four days sometimes and I'll run and then just push through it and let it dry on me and then just be like, eh, fuck it. Oh, I'm wearing clothes that I walked in the rain with and today. I was soaking wet earlier in these same clothes. I just didn't change. I was like, fuck it, I don't care. You know? Mm. It's not mm. that bad, right? It's not gross. Nothing's gross. It all comes from the earth. Lindsay. I was surprised. It all comes I was from the earth. I was grossed out by myself <laughs> when I took a bath. It was looked like a damn oatmeal bath. I felt like I had chicken pox again. <laughs> I don't like looking at the. Uh, I don't like looking at the chat while we're doing the show. But now I have to go look at the chat mainly because I want to see if I'm going to make one hundred dollars. <laughs> you got immediately. You got to split that money too, man. No, I ain't splitting. I'm not giving you money. So I can sit in your bathroom. I'm gonna withhold my labor then. Oh God, Brett. Well, <laughs> hey, if it doesn't happen, okay. Here's what we're gonna do: one hundred and twenty dollars, and I will give Brett twenty dollars. <laughs> Brett, uh, it's a nice fat twenty dollar bill. An Alexander Hamilton, I believe, is on the twenty. Yeah, I'll I just buy a bath wrong. bomb with it. Ew! <laughs> Don't come on, come on. No bath bombs, okay? Well, that would be an improvement for to you. I've never been in a tub with a bath bomb. I don't even know what it is. I'm going to be honest with you. So what's been going on with you lately, Lindsay? So I've got a, I've got a story. So hopefully I don't, I don't think anyone from work would listen to this, but it's a work story. Um, so we, I work at a medical clinic. We'll say that much. We have nurses right now who for the last couple of months have been trying to unionize. Um, which is awesome, but there's been a ton of, like, pushback from the, like, the higher-ups, and we're kind of just, like, we really tout ourselves as this progressive organization, but you kind of start to learn that that doesn't really mean when it comes to, like, 
the rights that people have. And so the nurses have, it's kind of a long story, but they've been trying to unionize for like months and months and months. And they've just been getting turned down. It's been like they've been really talked down to and really insulted. So this last week was Nurses Week. And they tell them, we're going to have this like big breakfast for you guys. It's going to be like 8 a.m. You're going to come in early. Like we're going to have this really nice breakfast. And it's, you know, Chicago's a big city. So people came up from like all the way from the south side. It took like an hour. People got up early. They like dressed nice. They thought they were getting this like really nice breakfast and they get there and it's like a drug rep breakfast so like a drug rep came uh, and like brought breakfast and they had to listen to like a presentation uh-huh and uh so like they didn't really get anything it was just like uh, not like this welcome like we appreciate you breakfast it was just like a fucking bagel yeah, come sit and like yeah, but it was like the only reason they brought it. It's like when companies will come in and they do like a presentation. Yeah, yeah. Like sit and listen to their presentation, and they're like, "Oh, here by the way, here's some food." Yeah, we want to so sell. Like, we want what they're like. They want to sell you Aflac, yeah. and they pick up like the Panera Dan- Danish sampler on the way over. <laughs> yeah, and they made them like listen. It was not like a, a breakfast where they got to do anything. They had to like listen to a presentation, and like it was like they were at work. Um, <sighs> But the nurse who told me about it is was really, really mad. It's one that I work with a lot. Uh, and she's like, I'm telling everybody, so feel free to tell whoever you want. And I was like, well, can I like, call into my friend's like, live show and talk about it? And she's like, yeah, tell them. So, what, was this yeah. the strike? Can I say, can I ask, was this the strike where yeah. the woman said that nurses mostly just play cards? No, that's, that's totally different. Ours, like, they're just, like, they're... Um, no, who's that? That was like a. I had it in the dock for like two weeks, uh, and then like I didn't get to it on any show. I didn't get to it on the show, so I deleted. It, but I can get it up in just a second. I was a politician, uh, so I go to the shopping one instead of like the real one. But it was a politician, and she said uh, these nurses. Uh, okay, here it is. Um, here we are. I'll have it in just a second. I'm sorry about this. I don't know many nurses, but I I saw a state senator on Washington who last week suggested that nurses probably play cards for a considerable amount of the day has now said she would shadow a nurse for 12 hours. So she has to, she's going to shadow a nurse now. Cause yeah, they were like, you know, these nurses are, are, are like probably are like trying to go on strike or something See, like that and trying to get higher wages. And she was like, oh, but the thing you don't know about these nurses is they just play cards all day. See, and this is why the left needs to get together, because if we did have the type of power that the right does, we could set up a court system where if you say some shit like that, you're forced to shadow a person that you yeah. talk shit about their <laughs> job. Yeah. I mean, that was a wild one to me because I, I sort of feel like uh, nurses are one group of people nurses are like teachers in that way that like they are people that we know are underpaid and overworked we all know for a fact that nurses and 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 like it's a and it's a woman's it's typically woman's work and you know talk about shows like dirty jobs like they don't go and watch you know women clean up all these gross wounds and take care of all these fucking people and do it you know three twelves in a row and all the outrageous uh, things that are demanded of them because they, yeah, and they they move to the left. They'd have to move to the left if they saw some of that. They'd see like so much of the inequality that happens, especially in things like the health, you know, the healthcare system. Where like Mike Rowe couldn't go be a social worker for a day. 
Like, oh God, yeah, that's a dirty job you know, for sure. Yeah, that. yeah. I said this about because we talked about this last week on on the basement show that like I would love to do a reality show where I go. And have to work at McDonald's or something like that. Which the fact is I've worked at McDonald's. I've, I've done a lot of these jobs. But like where people would see a day of something like this. But then I I, I resort, sort of rethought it and was like, well, I would actually like to send a hidden camera with an employee at McDonald's. And see what a day looks like actually just working at that job. Because you're going to get the real shit in that case. And uh, somebody was like, oh, yeah, that just sounds like dirty jobs. And I said, but Mike Rowe doesn't respect people who work at McDonald's. He doesn't respect people with service jobs or nurses or or any of those people. He doesn't respect them. He has a fucked up version of respect in his mind where he thinks that somebody should be groveling for $6.50 an hour and uh, never complain about the conditions that they're put in and the terrible uh, sure. Yeah. Company, but yeah. his idea of who should be making more, like guys that He's clean one of those, like, shit out of the. I'll tell you what: if you're going to be a hamburger flipper, you better be the best damn hamburger flipper that ever did it. He's right, but the- I don't even think he respects you if you do service work. Sure, I, he has never. He never mentions. He tells people don't end up in the service industry. That's true. Like we're not always going to need people to do service industry jobs or we're always going to need nurses. I know in Columbus, uh, right about the time I started kind of paying it, att- not paying attention to po- actually probably at the most idiotic time of my life when I was watching the local news every night. Like that was like my politics. I was like, yeah. I'm like a political guy. I don't really like this politics stuff. I'll watch the Just local the news leather. every night. And I would watch uh, the the Fox 28 News with Gabe Spiegel and and Yolanda Harris on there. And uh, you know, like he, they didn't talk. They don't talk about that shit. They don't. They kind of like that kind of stuff doesn't even come up in that kind of news you know what I'm, they're talking about raising money i can see brett smiling now and i think it's because they're talking about raising the money yeah they're trying they now want to get me like a bikram yoga session before which does sweeten the pot a little bit <laughs> <laughs> i did they did want me somebody said be uh, like an oil slick on the money has water. to go to a charity and i said the money is going to a charity called a nintendo switch <laughs> for me that's the charity i need one Oh, man. So um so where does that leave like to so where's the union at now? Is it are they still just fighting to get recognition? Did well, that they, did that help like not. invigorate anybody? Like fuck these people? I think so, but they like I think this was back in uh maybe more like the the winter or like the fall, like they finally kind of yielded, they're like, fine, we'll like recognize you, but like they don't have any collective bargaining agreements, like they don't get maternity leave right now, like or parental leave, because we're like, um, we. I don't want to give too much away about where I work, but um, yeah. So like a lot of these basic things that they don't that they don't provide, um, and it's just like kind of the epitome of this like kind of liberal thing where it's like, well, we're look at this diverse organization and look at these like diverse populations we serve, but like also we don't pay everybody fifteen dollars an hour, and also. We're not we're like fighting to the death like this nurses union like they've there's some stuff I probably can't say on air necessarily that's taken place and it's just kind of fucked we don't know but they have a lot of people on their side and like there are some local politicians here who have mentioned it um, some aldermen um, 
So that's like kind of exciting, and I think a lot of people in the organization have voiced their support. So if there's ever anything like a strike, there are going to be a lot of us who aren't, who are going to be probably striking with them or like not crossing picket line, obviously. So I think they kind of know that. So like it's kind of like I think the people in charge are a little more afraid of the nurses than the nurses are of them. Um, but I guess we'll see. There, there's some tough people. Those nurses that, that I work with are really pretty amazing. So yeah, I'm really proud of them. And It's incredible what people can accomplish together. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, and they've all just kind of stuck together on it, which is just, it's really, really cool to see. So I haven't always worked places like that. Hell yeah. Lindsay, we're going to, we, we want to make it back to Chicago, right? Yeah. Absolutely. This year in 2019. Well, you know, we always like to have you up there with us too. You're, we're, we're big Lindsay, Lindsay fans. We're, I don't want to say your last name. I don't want to get you in trouble. I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but y'all should come in like the summer when, before it gets like terrible. Well, I mean, that's pretty soon, but so, come when you know, come when you can. So we, we, uh, this is probably, uh, there is a wrestling show there on Labor Day weekend that could coax us back out, but we also, uh, we're going to a drug policy conference in November in St. Louis and that, oh, nice. So Chicago in November probably don't get too bad yet. Right. It was like 50 degrees, no. 45 in November. November is my favorite month. Let's just get it all out on the table. November's a great month. It's 45 degrees the whole month, and it's gray. Wonderful month. Um, Little bits of rain. And about that, um, I know y'all probably have a lot of calls to take, but I also wanted to say someone a couple months ago mentioned going to the harm reduction conference. That's uh, where we're going. Too. It was fucking awesome. Um, okay. We're going in St. Louis. We're actually going to go. Uh, the main access points. Uh, organization yeah. talked to us about it and I was like oh yeah I mean you know that's kind of my cause thing is is yeah. harm drug harm reduction and uh we're gonna go and you know what we're not gonna do we're not gonna try to get drugs off of everybody there that's one thing we're not gonna do probably but we're gonna yeah. do a show around yeah. there and it, you guys will love it. It's not super, like, I kind of work in the more clinical field. I thought it would be really clinical. It wasn't at all. You're just talking to people doing, like, their real work. Main access points were some people who talked, and they were, like, amazing. They rock. So, it sounds you know, it's mostly it's, rowdy people, really. It's so wild. The, the drug po- mm-hmm. I'll say this about uh, harm reduction people that I've met out on the roads and stuff like that. Um out on the road, any anytime we've met the harm reduction people, they are so, uh, God, what is the word, like buttoned up. It's like not, uh, they haven't been what I thought they would be. The people in Maine were like, they were like, uh, I, I don't know how, to, like they looked like people that might work in an office to me. You thought so? I did, I did. The people Ooh. in Maine, and they were so sweet. They, they were the nicest women. And uh, I, I just... I've been real shocked by by a lot of the harm reduction people because like what they do is so fucking hard and so the police hate them, the politicians hate them and uh they're working with people they're working with people that uh, that people hate. Like it's such a hard thing to do and it's so hard to figure out how to do it, you know? Yeah, the uh conference what was cool day 
it was really centered on people who use drugs. So, like, a lot of the people who, like, gave presentations and were running it are like, yeah, I use, like, drugs. And they weren't just, you know, they were talking about kind of, like, intravenous drugs and things like that. And it was really, like, normalized. They also had, like, a safe injection place, like, at the hotel mm-hmm. that they set up where the conference was. So people could, like, use somewhere safe, which is, like, pretty cool for, like, that is not, like, the conferences I've been to. Same, like, with what Brian was saying, like, very buttoned up. Um, and it was really like kind of academic and, and strange, but yeah. uh, this uh, conference was really like the opposite of that. I, I have to do this, Lindsay, because I, I I do this every time. I have to recommend the Crackdown podcast if you haven't heard it yet. It's uh, incredible. It's I a it's um, Garth Mullins, right? He's from he's a Vancouver harm reduction advocate, and uh, he it's him and a group of people who all are drug users and uh as an editorial staff and they're they're doing sort of uh it's almost sounds like an npr type show it's great it's it's like the drug war it's basically them they say no laws about us without us and it's the drug war i like that through the eyes of the uh you know, users. people actually in it you yeah. know <laughs> so, well, some of them are on methadone some of them are daily using some of them you know uh, so it's it's all different different uh levels yeah it's really good yeah yeah well thanks for calling in cool. we appreciate it thank you so much yeah have a good night where, where can we find you on uh twitter um old lynn uh o-l-d-l-i-n-d-s i tell you what old lynn you still got it the tweets have been great i love them thank you thank you so much you guys are the best <laughs> have a good one oh, have a good one bye all right, I am solo dolo right now. Brian took a step away to pee inside of the hole in the basement, uh, what we call the half bath. Um, let's see who's on the phone here next. We're going to go to break soon. I'm feeling a break a little bit. We're almost at that hour and a half more. What's that? We're at 90 minutes. We are at 90 minutes. I'm going to take one more here, see who's on the line. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Okay. Who are we talking to? Yeah, how's it going? Hey, this is Joanna. Hey, Joanna. How's your night going? Yeah, I can hear you all right. Good. Great. So, um, I have a story to tell about the abortion clinic, but it's not about abortion per se, more of a small business tyrant than anything else. Ooh, very interesting cross-section there. Yes. All the the fun, liberal, pro-women faces and always is, uh, you know, sunshine and abortion, you know. Right. So pretty much two months ago, I got fired, um, pretty much because I stood up to the owner um, for some racist bullshit that's been going on at the clinic. Um, he's like old ass white doctor. Like I was in the civil rights movement and all this, and he used the N word during a story in oh. our meeting. Oh no! And we were like, yeah, no, no, you can't say that. Yeah. His apology, he was like, well, it was a different time, and I was standing up with my brother, and I was like, yeah, but it's still not right for you to say that. Anyway. Yeah, that's really weird. That's really weird for someone to reach back. Like, I mean, I still check out to 1968 standards, at least. I mean, come on, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, you have to kind of evolve. Sure. Keep up with it a little bit? <laughs> yeah, a little, a little. And, and it's like, literally, like... 
Yeah, I mean, then there's 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 just so much digital ink spilled daily about you know this kind of stuff and how people feel oppressed that they can't say this anymore. And this one somehow this guy's oblivious. Yeah, that's funny. And the the worst thing is half the staff is minority women. Like we're either Hispanic or black, and right. like a third or white. Yeah, like we're like no. Right. Anyway, there was an incident that happened. That's aside from the point, but it kind of adds to this. There was an incident with this white lady that happened a year or so ago who, like, made a, an appointment over the phone, and she was given one of our doctors with a very Asian-sounding last name. And then she was like, oh, I, I would prefer an American um, Christian doctor. Oh, God. Like, you're calling up the abortion clinic. Like, what the fuck do you think you're going to get? A Christian American doctor. Yeah, I mean, I knew a right. guy. Okay. I did weirdly. I knew. Uh, so there's a guy that I knew a very long time ago uh, when I worked at the cable company that is like a dude that is a Nazi. Like he, I mean, you know, I don't think he would call himself like a Nazi, but he's a white supremacist. Okay. And uh, he yeah. used he used to go to an optometrist and would get like mad so he got mad because the optometrist they gave him was jewish so he asked for a different one and they gave him like an indian guy and he got mad about that and it's like dude you don't get to like pick the race of your eye doctor and i was like what's the difference he's just checking your fucking eyes what's he gonna do right but you know obviously the whole thing is irrational but uh, I have seen the whole like, oh, God, goddamn doctor, it's a woman. And you're like, yeah, okay. Like, my doctor is a woman. I don't, like, never even. You my doctor is woman a woman. Give, women give better care. Well, my doctor's a woman. I never even considered that it was like not like why that anybody would ever like care about that. And I'm fucking 40 years old. And I don't my my daughter's kindergarten teacher was a dude. And like parents would get weird about that. Oh, uh, like shit. wonder what he was up to. Yeah, like why is he doing? You know, like what's his thing? You know, why is he a dude? And yeah. they fucking moved his ass to administration. Just cause I, it's funny because at the time I was reading studies about dudes in that teach elementary school and shit, and even high school. They get moved to, they get like raises and shit. Because people are like, well, he's a dude. He's he don't, he don't want to be around these kids. <laughs> right. He don't want to be dealing with these kids. Yeah. Hey, give him a raise. He's not built Make for this. He's not built for this. Yeah, yeah. Let him get. Let him punish the kids. Happens to nurses too, dude. Oh like, yeah. Like they'll end up in a minute. Like dudes will be like, I just because like I love kids too, man. I would teach kindergarten. I fucking love kids. I mean, every time we're around them, I hang out with the kids probably more than most of the fucking adults. That's because I miss them. I have a 14-year-old, so it's different. But do you know what I mean? Like, It's not fucking weird that I love kids, and it wasn't weird that her teacher was a dude. And it's unfair to women to be like, you got to do all the, you got to teach all the little kids. You're not allowed to fucking, It's if a guy gets involved with that, it's weird. And it's like, that's not fair to fucking anybody, man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Patriarchy yeah. sucks. So, it does. Well, this lady comes in. When she's checking in with a young black receptionist, she won't, like, hand her her money. Uh. She puts it down. She won't take the paper from her. 
and she like puts it down. Her husband's like, and we're like, okay, that was weird. Then we're like, okay, well, maybe, you know, it's an anomaly. So we're like, maybe she's just being weird and sad. And then she's like, well, can I get an American counselor? And we're like, this, this bitch is being racist. Yeah. Like, I know she needs an abortion. I know it's sad. But also, like, you're not allowed to, you shouldn't be allowed to treat our staff like shit. Yeah. And like, and, like I'm, I mean, that's just, yeah, you're like, you know, it's just immediately requiring you to fit her definition of American. Like, y'all are American, too. If you yeah, let- exactly like, we're like go ahead sorry so you can't like I understand like you want them to have these accommodations but like you're being she's being racist it makes everybody uncomfortable yeah well the staff let management know and we're like hey we don't want to see this lady like you need to see her away and like the other thing the other side of the abortion clinic is staff gets treated like shit so much by patients mm. like. That sucks. We women, we're dealing with angry women who don't want to be pregnant. Yeah. Have money issues. And we literally get called names and cursed at. And like just offended and treated like shit. I've had pins and windows slammed at my face. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just trying to help you. Right. But like, and I, and the thing is like, oh, well, we're, they're a business and they're not going to turn people away even if we get treated like shit. That's all. Yeah. So yeah. like. They, and they they try to imply all these new, like, groups and, like, you know, cultural groups and, like, let us know so we can help you. And, you know, the staff walked out because of this racist lady for a day, a half a day. And, like, you know, they talked about us. And then they were like, we're so sorry. Because the director and the medical director decided to still see her, even though we asked them not to. And it was like, well, thank you. Clearly don't give a fuck about your staff. That yeah. You say is what makes this place so great. Like, then you treat us like shit and, like, you know, don't really take into consideration our feelings about it because you're a business first. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think the will of the... I mean, the will of y'all is is more important. I mean, you don't... You shouldn't ever be disrespected for providing a service that someone needs. And, you know, that is, like... it's been, It's just coded racism. It's out loud saying, like, uh, I need a white person... <laughs> I need a white person. I just, you know, really and they're does. looking at you and they're asking you to fall in line. They're asking you because they, because you know what they mean, you know, and they're asking you to fall in line and just make things happen for them in the white way and that they will not have a problem, you know, and they can just get out of there and uh, totally unacceptable. I mean, I, I don't think that's the world. I That's not the world I want at all uh, for anybody. And there needs to be pushback against that. And this type, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not like you would be, tur- how many, I mean, honestly, how many people would you be turning away for this? You know, it's, it, ha- if it happens, exactly. I'm not, sh- it's not like it happens all the time. Right. I mean, some, every now and then they might be more low key about it. Sure. Where you get a weird feeling. Cause like right. I'm a brown woman. Like, you know, when people are being like weird with you, of course. but like, it's always, sometimes it's hard to pinpoint exactly why. But, like, when we make demands as your employees and we're like, hey, we feel disrespected, we feel like you took the wrong side here, and then, like, you still see them, and then you're like, oh, later, we're like, oh, we're sorry, and we really care about you, but also we, we're not going to do anything to change it. Well, you know, I've been there almost five years, and yeah. I got ballsy because I got a new job, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be leaving soon, so I got a little ballsy, I'll admit this. So I asked the director to ask the owner, and I was like, hey, since, you know, he was in the civil rights movement and he cares about black people so much, why are we working on MLK Day and why don't we get that day off? 
Right. Right. Okay. So, yeah, and then, Just and being then you know, petty uh, as hell. Two weeks later, two weeks later, I get pulled in by my direct supervisors that they're letting me go, but that they're giving me 50 days to work there because the owner wanted to fire me that day. Wow. But since my direct supervisors love me so much and there's no real actual like counseling reason that I'm being let go, they, they begged for me to get another 60 days to work there. So, you know, I was able to, like, you know, work uh, on getting my, like, clientele base at my new part-time job. Wow. But, like, it still put me in a shitty position. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is um, that is yeah. very, very unique, interesting circumstance. And, uh, you know, it is something, you know, it, it's... There isn't any sort of industry, there isn't any sort of job, there isn't any sort of situation that's free from that stuff, and it has to be tackled head on when it happens. And the walk out of work is a great response because it doesn't require that you have a union or that you sign cards or anything. It's literally just everybody that makes that fucking place work saying you're going to stop. The the owner, the director was like, we understand if y'all want to leave for the day. So then, like, they told us to walk out, too, at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay, well, great. What the fuck? And now we don't get paid for this day, too. So that's hourly, not salary. Fuck. Wow, you, yeah, you, uh, they did businessman chess on you. Businessman (laughs) chess. (laughs) I hate businessman chess. I have one more thing on top of that super quick. Um, That same week, um, we also got a non-renewal lease from our apartment complex. We've been at two years. Which I'm also, because I've been fighting with everybody, I guess. Um, because I got into it with the regional manager for them trying to charge for um, parking spots, um, reserved parking spots for everyone, because there weren't enough parking spots. But I went and counted all of them and then made flyers and said that there was like 340 parking spots instead of like 200, like they said, so that they're lying to us and like, Gave them the regional manager's email, direct number, called the office. So I stirred up some trouble for the apartment complex. Wow, you're getting it done. Renewal. Yeah, fuck them. I'm mad. Yeah, cause problems. I'm an angry brown woman. Sure. So I'm like, I'm I'm tired of taking this bullshit. Yeah, I'm with you. Cause problems wherever you can. I mean, yeah, and I am. And like, I mean, I do have some privilege, of course, in that because, like, you know, I have my degree to fall back on and my husband. So, like, I'm like, fuck them. We'll be fine for a little bit. But now I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I really need to, like, start worrying about money in, like, a month or two. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and it is nice though. You when want to fight, but then you're like, I also have to survive. Yeah, I mean, you have That's to. Having to survive. Of course. That's what made me nuts. I mean, at Lexi's, right? When I was working there, it was like, the reason I finally ended up blowing up on the guy and throwing salad dressing at him is because I was the only person in that room that could, I was the only person in that room that like, I have a wife, uh, I have other ways to be, I, you know, street fight was kicking me back like $800 a month or something like that at the time. So I was just like, man, fuck this, you know, but there were other guys there that were like, there were, you know, there's guys there that are on probation and, and on parole and they need to keep a job. And like, that was, that was the thing that really pissed me off about it was that he would hire people on parole that needed to have employment and then he would treat them like trash. And, you know, Hey, if there is that little bit, if I always say that if you have any amount of privilege, 
then I mean, if you can leverage that, yeah. To, I mean, I'm gonna use it to like stand up for my sisters yeah, yeah, and my my you know. Because as a minority immigrant woman, I'm like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not scared to stand up to white people, even if they are in management. And I've been doing that shit for, like, a few years, which is probably where they got tired of it. And we're like, you know what, she's got a new job. We, we should just let her go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you put a notice before they let you go, did you say? No, I didn't. Um, they, they just, like, said, gave me this letter that I didn't even get a sheet that says, like, my employment terminates in 60 days. And I was like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> but, and I went, to, I went back to work that next day and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah. Oh, so you so worked the 60 days? You worked the 60 yeah, days? The 60 Damn. Days. I would and, never do that. And like, look the, look the owners in the eyes and the, the director and was like, I'm still here. You're not going to get rid of me that easily. Oh, I love <laughs> you so much. <laughs> I, just, I mean, that's the so way like, to be, though. Just, the the yeah. way to be is to, like, if, I mean, look, not all of us, not everybody has time, especially working people, don't have time to go to meetings, to organizing, and things like that. And, and like, the one thing that sovereign citizens have right is just fucking be a pain in the ass then. If, like, yeah. if all you have to do, like, being a pain in the ass is a type of, of uh, that's a, I think, a legitimate type of yeah. activism. Like, I, man, I, 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 I admire anybody who, yeah, I mean, I admire anybody who's like, there's those people that'll just fill out paperwork. They're just like, you know what? I'll fucking go to small claims court. I'll fill out all the paperwork and they'll just go through the whole rigmarole and they'll just go to small claims court and, you know, maybe win $800 from Verizon. And it's like, you know what, though? You did it. Yeah. You got the prize. <laughs> yeah. You were a pain in the ass. It's funny because. And at the clinic, I told them they, they they recently this last year got two minority girls or my friends to be like middle management. And I said in the meetings, I'm like, it's great that you guys hired these two minorities as middle management, but the at the end of the day, upper management is still white. Your name is still white, and you're still white. So like, it's not going to really change anything in front of everybody in the staff meeting. Fuck. And all the upper management people are like. Um, okay, but then all the minorities later, later, like, damn, girl, seriously, like, yeah, I can't believe you said that. And I was like, but can you? And they're like, yeah, I can. <laughs> Whew. Well, I, I appreciate you calling and call in anytime, please. <laughs> yeah, I got stories, man. I got uh, the abortion. Club, like, I'm like, I actually worked there for a year. You know, I ran into Louder with Crowder. If you know that guy. Yep. He, Steven like, Crowder. Yeah. Like. He came up to me as I was locking the clinic doors with the chain. And, like, I didn't know who he was at the time. And, like, was like, hey, um, well, how much does it cost? And, like, was being really creepy. And we're like, um, I automatically got, like, scared. So I was like, what is this white boy coming up to me as I'm locking the door, like, all alone in the parking lot, like, not safe? And turns out it, it was this guy undercover. Yeah. God damn, really? What was his disguise? Yeah. And then, no, and he just had a cap and wasn't shaved or anything and like was just asking weird questions about money and abortion. And I was like, Well, you can call tomorrow, like we're we're closing and he's like, Oh, why do you wanna know? I was like, 
No, we're closing. You can call tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go away now. And he's like, and he walked away. And like, then like the next day, he came out with that big old video of the clinic and like Albuquerque or Colorado or something. And I was like, oh my god, that's the guy that was like talking to me. And we like screenshotted his car and like, I'm like crazy. God damn, yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, bomb threat. <laughs> Well, thank you for calling, and uh, we're going to go to break yeah. now. Yeah. Do you want? Uh, is there? Do you have anything you want to plug at all, or any attention? No. Need to put anywhere? No. All right. All right. Have a good night. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Let's make right, this. Bye. Let's make this break happen, Brett, really easily. Break time and simply. And hold on. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. Okay. Audio's on. We got uh, Wilfred Moth, right? right. With the yeah. Album, yeah. All the water, all the water belonging, belonging to the moon. moon. All right. All right. I've, I've done, done everything, everything right. right. Let's, do, Let's this. do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Is it working? There's a really weird buzz I'm hearing. There's nothing Let's see coming what the chat out of says. the thing. It's not, it's not working. working. It's not working. Okay. It's not, not working. Hold on. Hold on. Welcome. Welcome. I knew it was so, so everybody. everybody. Street Fight Radio, Radio comes to you twice a week, every Wednesday night, every Sunday night. We do a street fight. I'm Brett. He's Brian. Let me try. Y'all know us, but some of you all don't. Maybe it's your first show. Thanks for giving it a shot. We're trying to spread this mess across the U.S. We're just so blessed. Uh, to have the chance to do it. So uh, for those of you that want to create a more horizontally organized world and support our mission to make that happen, head over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Street Fight Radio over there. You know, and you don't have to you don't have to even sign up for any paying anything. I've been doing my high five Friday every single Friday, five things like a podcast, a quote, Music, movie, something. I share like five things during the week that I like. Recipes, apps, you never know. That's absolutely free. If you want to be the first to know about uh, our touring information, where we're going to be performing live, sign up for that Patreon email. It's totally worth it. Uh, It's kind of like our email list for those older people that still don't understand what a Patreon is. Um, it, it technically, I mean, I don't know what I don't know if patron.com was taken or if this is some weird like um white people getting it wrong. I don't know what it is, why because or maybe just Patron already had it, but it shouldn't have been called patron.com. Don't <laughs> I don't think. I, I mean, it's Patreon, it's a play off of that, but they just added like a new metal, like a tool enema, they added one of them extra E's into it. Now I'm saying Patreon. This is crazy, man. Oh, not really. There's been a lot of technical difficulties on this show that I feel far surpassed. It seems like it's this playing, moment. according to me, over uh, here. It sounds bad. It might be buzzy music. Yeah, we like buzzy stuff. It, we. Um, it's called Shatter with a Humming. Sounds great. So you, you sound great now. All right. Can you hear the music? Folks? Ask them if they can hear the music. Folks on the live stream, can you hear that music? They cannot hear the music. Well, um, I think it's that on. the music is going to be happening. Is it going? Now it's good. Yes, you got it. 
That's my job. We're back. And we're uh, back. That was uh, all the water, water, water. I'm embarrassed. People told me, heard me saying that people want to hear something that I do. Yeah. Brian, very confident in his Jocktober that's coming up. It's going to be good. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to the show. We do appreciate it, and uh, we we really love the live stream. Uh, it's a cool addition to the show. Just thinking about how we started about all this uh, and getting started just doing a podcast that people got on their, like, fucking Zooms and iPods and shit, and then now we have interactive call-in shows and can do fun stuff like ABCD. Uh, this is great. We do have a full queue, so we're going to go into like a speed round for the rest of these calls here. Um, let me see. You ready to get in back into this? Do it. All right. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, is this me? It is. It's you. Hello? Hello. Um, hi. Uh, my name is Rory. I'm from Columbus. Oh, uh, shit. So I just had. <laughs> Wait a minute. A Columbus person gets a special, <laughs> oh, shit. What's up, Rory? Oh, wow. Hello. Yeah, Columbus is um, the best. Doing a live show best here in, in the June. Midwest. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, since it's kind of quick, I just figured I had a, a little birthday adventure story for you guys. Okay. Um, 
it uh, it might have had a uh, acquaintance whose name is Molly involved. Okay. And um, heard about her. The first time and only time that I've done this because I'm normally a very lame straight edge. So. Straight edge to Molly. There are multiple. Like I'm a very I'm a straight edge except for the times I do Molly. <laughs> No, like everything. Like literally, I am a straight edge about everything, with the exception of like this and Trump. So, well, you're open. You're uh, open-minded. That's true. Particular. I mean, I, I, you have preferences. But, um, Brian and uh, Brian yes. says he has preferences. That's fair. I I feel that. Um. So there are a couple parts to this. So I swear that I swear this is not just a story basket. Um. So I was at a rave. And unfortunately, everything kind of hit me after about 45 minutes, and I did the whole puking thing. It's real unpleasant. Um, I thought about staying, but then I realized that was a terrible idea, so I decided to go home. A friend of mine called an Uber. At this point, my body was just, like, feeling really awful. I did not like it at all, and I just wanted to be in bed. So, um, Uber shows up, we get in the road, and I'm, like, death gripping the door because my eyes won't focus and the lights are swerving around and everything. It's not very pleasant. Um, but I'm trying to keep it together because I'm trying not to make this look very normal. I do know that I'm tripping balls. Um, and a few minutes pass and this guy keeps like trying to make conversation with me and my partner about our jobs and stuff. I keep managing to put words out that are coherent. You are, um, you're, you persevere. You're a survivor. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> but eventually the conversation dies again, and this, like, time is just, like, stretching out endlessly, and this guy tries to make conversation again with, uh, so, uh, read any good books lately? And I just, like, get this feeling in my stomach, I'm just like, man, weird question, and I just, you're right, you're driving an Uber in the middle of the night, where is this going? So we, I talk about how we're a um, bunch of Columbus people. Well, not a bunch, but there's some of us in Columbus that are doing a book club. Um, we're reading Red Mars by Kim Robinson, which is great. Um, so I'm talking about that while still death gripping the door. <laughs> and all the lights are just like going around. I'm still trying to be coherent. Um, and he's just like responding noncommittally, and it's pretty clear he asked a question just to talk about whatever he's reading. So he brings up this biography about this like ancient French nun, and we're just like, okay, cool, dude. Um, very hip. And then the foreboding feeling, yep, very cool. And the foreboding comes back because he's just like, yeah, um, I'm also reading a Twelve Rules to Life by Jordan Peterson. I knew it. Uh, I always, knew it. Always with the yeah. Jordan. They got Peterson. They got to proselytize. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That was my. I just, like, feel like I willed this into existence because, like, I had this thought. I had the thought of, like, God, I hope this guy is not just going to try to talk to me about Jordan Peterson while I'm just, like, dying in the back of this Uber, please. And you're like, hey, uh, yeah, I, bet so, you go, I bet bet you're going home uh, to a house with a yep. bed that's not even made. You know, it's terrible. Yep. You ever heard about this guy, Jordan <laughs> Peterson? He says you should clean your house. Yep. But, like, we, my partner and I, we just, like... Stone face is in nothing, and um, you guys see this is this is the thing because you guys actually know my boyfriend who is Gus. Um, you guys had him on the show a couple weeks ago, um, uh, but <laughs> in any other situation, he would not have let this shit slide, and I am like just so fucking out of it. I cannot deal with anything. Um, 
And the next thing that comes out of this guy's mouth is, uh, yeah, I'm also really looking forward to reading uh, the Gulag Archipelago next. The what? <laughs> the Gulag and Archipelago. The- oh, God, what is that? I'm looking it up. I think it's <laughs> a anti-communist. Is it an anti-communist book? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, it's just, it's pretty, yeah, it's like the black book of communism sort of shtick. So it's just like... This guy hates communism. <laughs> he just, he's not about it, dude. Not at all. No, he's, he's got big problems with it. <laughs> no, I just like, at this point, I literally feel like my my soul has left my body. I just cannot do it. Um, I just cannot do it with... Uh, Oh, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but uh, like, and we just give him nothing. And at that point, thankfully, we pulled up to our street, and I managed to stumble out of the car, and we just like lose our shit <laughs> inside because it's just like, what, like, what are you even supposed to do in that situation? Like, you're not just gonna like convince this guy in an Uber at one forty-five in the morning that, like, he's gone down the wrong path. <laughs> yeah, and they got you trapped. Oh, and you know what needs to be yeah. done? It's not something that you would ever be able to do. A white man has to spend many hours talking to that guy to get him to even think a different True. direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean... Technically, there was one of those in the car with me, but I don't, I, I don't think it would not have gone well. Yeah, I mean these, those, I mean, there's just, it's, it's a, it's a big thing right now, and yep. they are, they feel like they're gonna change the world, and and I don't know by not like respecting people's pronouns or something, and. Yep. Uh, you know, I wish it was just a guy telling guys to keep their room clean because I do believe in keeping your room clean. That is right? Great. <laughs> yeah. Can I we just guys are fighting the good fight by telling people to wash their ball sacks? You know? Like... Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that that you see me as fighting the good fight by just saying like it's you know go ahead and wash your asshole, sir. Yep. When you wipe your butt, you should feel the ridges on it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Oh man. But um also I just had one quick other thing. Um so since I'm in Columbus, um, right, you've always you keep talking about doing um uh the clinic escort stuff and that's something I'd really like to get into. So I wasn't sure if you had any suggestions for like where to look up how to do that. Because I I follow um oh gosh, the Facebook page that you guys mentioned earlier tonight. Um I follow them but I hadn't really seen anything uh-huh. about Helping out. Well, so, if you I was wondering if you had suggestions. Well, there's so there's two situations that happen. The, there's Planned Parenthood, which mm-hmm. is like the mainstream version. You can actually go to their website, and if you just go to the tab mm-hmm. that says um, "Get Involved" and click click on okay. Jobs and Volunteering, and they, you, they you'll get an email. And you can just write and say, I'm interested in volunteering or I'm interested in doing the escort thing. That's all I did. And uh, so Planned Planned Parenthood kind of takes care of their stuff in-house. Now, there was a clinic that we worked with. We did a fundraiser for, and I I really wish Mm -hmm. I would have the info right here. But in Pittsburgh in October, we did a fundraiser, Mm -hmm. and they were an independent clinic. And so they're – well, once you're involved, their death escort program was run independently, Mm -hmm. and that is – that 
that is so like you have to get the information from them like who is the one that's organizing yeah. that but if you contact them yeah. they'll, they'll get you in in touch with the right people um in in ohio though i think okay. we only have we have uh yeah like in five yeah in columbus there's just the two there's founders and then there's yep. the uh planned parenthood and uh, we definitely need more people to sign up in Columbus. Like I said, we just added yeah, another. Definitely. We added another day, and uh, they're, they're staying longer now. So they're like the shifts have to be moved longer, and eventually they have to be split in two because they get too long. Uh, so it, it's ramping up. Great. Okay. It, awesome. Right, it, I'm like taking stuff out of the oven. <laughs> oh no, it's Uh-oh. fine. And then like once you get involved with right. it, just uh, once you get involved with it, the other people that are there, there's like there's potlucks and meetups and all of that quarterly and there's get togethers and everybody's kind of involved in different activist stuff. Um, I finally did my first, I escorted with my first anarchist finally, which was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Someone that lived in like community, they live in the midden at a famous community, communal household here in uh, Columbus. So it it was neat. I did not know that existed. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, it's it's a good, varied group of people, and you can get involved in a lot of different mm-hmm. actions. So I would just reach out through the official awesome. the official channels, and they'll yeah. get you into the stream with everybody else, and then from there you'll be fine. Awesome. Cool. All right. Sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. Have a good night. Um. Sorry. Wait. Pause. Sorry. One second. <laughs> I have one other thing. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, also, um, I know that I think Gus talked to you about this at some point, but um, I at some point I sent my portfolio for the uh, Street Fight calendar over to you guys. I wasn't sure if you got it or not. <laughs> oh, I know who this is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did get that. Um, I don't know. I have to talk to no, Brian about it. I have to say what you think on here, so it's all good. <laughs> I just wasn't sure if you got it. I did get it. I did get it. Is it a hunks of street fight calendar? Yes. My wife is not into it. <laughs> My wife is not into it either. Oh, no. I did not think she would have a pushback, but she was like, you'll have your shirt off. And I was like, well, I think that's part of the steamy calendar, you know? <laughs> well, I, first of all, the uh, I never saw the calendar as having me and Brett in it. Well, Brett is handsome. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw. I thought it was going to be fans, so yeah. I was like all for it. Sure, but I'll. I mean, if you I want think me that, to yeah. take my shirt off and put a cowboy hat on for a, a calendar, also, I'll, I'll do a steamy can, calendar. My wife can't tell me what to do. No, you can do it very politely. So what you'll do is you'll wear like a white well, t-shirt. A white. Ideas. Yeah, you'll wear like a t-shirt with overalls and have like one strap hanging down or something. Yeah, my. I mean, yeah. my wife wouldn't stop me from doing it. She would say, "Okay, like whatever's." Uh, <laughs> Whatever helps the radio show, I guess. I I just I I'm like wondering if people want to see me. Well, you could you, you don't have to you could also just do a picture of you standing there and holding like a doctrine with your polite rules to sex. Yeah, okay. Oh, exactly, exactly. All right. All right. I'll I'll people do something. Racy or not racist you want. So. Yeah, we ex- accept all levels of horniness. We okay. need a, we need like a Kins- exactly. Kinsey scale for horniness. Yeah, well, that's what the original Kinsey scale was, or something. But I mean, wasn't? like how much? Yeah, like the power of it. All right, 
All right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll think about it. Uh, we'll pitch it to our wives Great. who, yes. for some reason, are not into okay. it. Weirdly enough, they like they, everything else is okay. Every other thing in Street Fight's okay, but a calendar's the thing. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, I, I, it's like there, your people. I'm sure there's talented photographers out there, and I did, I did look at your portfolio, and it was good. But it's just like. How much time and money can be devoted to having um, our people like get half nude for a calendar and how many people are willing to put money down and we have to pay people to do this too, you know? Yeah. Like I'm just looking thinking from like a budgetary standpoint, you know? Oh, it's all business with you. Jeez. Come well, on. Well, we got to pay for like a uh, studio cost. We got to pay for like, you know, the <laughs> boudoir photos. Yes. Costuming. I mean, I'm in. I'm, I'll do it. I'll do it if you think if I you want, work out the, if you run the numbers, and like I said, I'm I want a Nintendo Switch. Okay, so well, sis, so would you stand shirtless with a rum barrel around you with just the straps over your shoulder? I get a Nintendo Switch, I'll do something. Okay, whatever. I want a Switch. Okay, folks. Got it. I want a we've, Nintendo Switch with all that. the accoutrement. Accoutrement. Whatever you need to make it a successful thing, I want that. I want to play it when I'm on the road. I want to play the Mario. I want to play Mario. Okay, and I will do something for that. Okay, I'll let you borrow my Switch. No, I, I mean that's not as good to borrow something. Right. I mean, let's see who's on the line here. Borrow. Next. Thanks this for talking about Carlin Street no. Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? What's up? Hey, well, how's it going? Who this? Good. <laughs> It's uh, Dina. Hi, Dina. How are you? I'm super sleepy. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Well, what's going on tonight? We won't we won't keep you too long because we got nine calls to answer. <laughs> Damn, that's lit. Yeah, it's crazy. ABCD night is a rousing success. I did not. I'm telling you, uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I'm very glad that everybody that. called. You were like. You are not believing. I know. My wife was even annoyed with me for not believing. Yeah, I didn't understand why at all. Like the response That's that we, crazy. the yeah. response that we got. He, you know what? He's a, he's a wrestling guy. He knows how to drum up a little bit of hate to get all the, uh, you know, non-binary women to call in. I just didn't expect it to happen. That's all it is. Uh, I think it was my poster. Yeah, probably it. That, I would say that. We did get a, I mean, I, I even invited a dude on tonight. I told a dude he could come on tonight, and then he had to message me and be like, hey, you told me I could come on tonight, and I was like, oh, well, nope. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, I had a bunch of stuff to talk about, and now I'm like on the spot. You ever have any shitty bosses? But, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was some stuff about work, like. Uh, I mean, the whole, everything was like abortion and the reproductive rights thing just like making me so mad, just like hearing all that. And like, another thing, I mean, having your period also just like sucks. And like being pregnant seems like terrible and like really freaky, like so much could go wrong. And like, it's just like a huge like medical thing. And like to be forced to do that and like not have control over like something that's like life-threatening potentially and like life-changing definitely it's just like so disturbing well yeah and and we don't you know like uh the one you know it takes two 
people to make a baby, but the, like a man doesn't, you know, if he's not around for a paternity test or to sign a paper, he doesn't, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. It's her thing now, you know, like that whole entire burden belongs to her, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, the effect, the intended effect is just to like socially control women and like, you know, that's like what they're going for. And you can say like, Oh, don't have sex. Which, but like, yeah, it's like you said, like only one person has to deal with the consequence of that. Like, right, that whole don't have sex thing is like that. Has that ever worked? That's like don't do drugs. It's the same exact yeah. thing. It's even harder yeah, exactly. than not doing drugs. Just, Having sex is like a natural fucking thing. As soon as someone brings up sex, I'm like looking at my wife like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> gross. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, for me, it's like... I, I, like these, they hate things that feel good. I think Who? it's just oh, the yeah. people that are against this stuff are just like, oh, yeah, sex like, feels good. It must be like a well, wrong thing. And they were brought up from from. I mean, they're a human being that was created in a world of extreme pressure. That like life is hard and pleasure is bad, and you should feel bad for everything that you think because you're a sinner and all of that stuff. It's really yeah, for I mean, one, it's like one, some of just American Protestant shit mindset. Yeah, it's really challenging. We have kids that are out there sometimes, people that drag kids out there to go and like spit all of this propaganda outside and they just are doing what they're told. They're being good kids that are following what their parents are telling them and they're and they're being brought up in this completely horrendous fucking environment. That's sad. And also, I have a rant about, like, just, like, you should be allowed to uh, get paid time off when you have your period, because there's nothing fucking worse than, like, going to work when you have, like, terrible cramps. And, like, even if you work in an office, but, like, I work at a wood shop, so I'm, like, literally, like, standing up all day and, like, you know, moving shit around and, like, doing stuff and, you know... I, That's like braver than the troops for being there at all. Like I should just be in bed, like chilling. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've seen it take my wife down all the way to the ground, and uh, I, I've seen in more than one more than one uh, occasion that that be like a regular thing that happens once a month. And to expect someone to fucking persevere for that through that is stupid. Yeah, and it's like it would be. I mean. I don't know, like, I would love to just, like, say that and be like, oh, I need, like, to, like, have this, like, time to sit down or whatever. But it's also, like, at the same time, the place that I work at, I mean, it's, like, mostly men. You don't want to give anyone more of a reason to, like, think that you, like, can't do something or whatever. Yeah. It's just, like, it just sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I and there's not as many people I can complain to it about because there's, like, only a few other women who work there. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. And, and, you know, and it's, it's awful because we've even like, for the longest time, like guys have, were just kept away from that too. They didn't even have to have any knowledge of like what's going on, you know, with that time of the month Which and everything. So crazy. Well, I, I didn't. Feel like it extends to women too, is like just not even knowing what's going on yourself. Like, I know a lot of like, you know, grown women who like didn't know certain things. Well, and, and it's, it's that... not anyone's fault. It's not. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, we don't prioritize any of that information. We don't we don't um, teach young girls or and women to 
like learn about their cycle and learn about uh, what works best for them and, um, you know, what the process is and all of that stuff. And a lot of it is left in the dark and it just it's uh, it's a fucking crime against humanity because it's affecting yeah. half of the fucking people that are here. Yeah, and it's like not, it's just like not good for anyone when you have no idea what's going on and like, yeah, fucked up. <laughs> I had a, I mean. I feel like, it, yeah, it's been kind of, kind of negative vibes, like, I, everyone's got a rant, right? I mean, it's, you know, I guess rant. I had a, I, I mean, you're allowed to get, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it has to be said, you know? I had a thing, I mean, yeah. I'll say this, like, until Gwen got a little, like, recently and shit, when more comfortable about talking about that stuff to me just because we hang out so much and she's got a dirty mind and I joke around with her about <laughs> gross stuff. Like, I'll say this, I didn't really quite understand how much a period yeah. can take a woman down. I mean, I didn't, I don't, I think like for, for the years with my wife, you know, she would tell me stuff, but it, it just sort of was like, uh, she was older at the time. Right. Like, so she's used to it. I think, you know, the longer you're alive and, and dealing with the period, the, I guess easier, not yeah. easier, but the, the more Tools used you to have. It, and the less you're going to yeah, talk about like 14 it. 14 years. <laughs> Right. My wife never talks about it, really. I mean, she, she, back when I was a big time, back when I was taking a lot of opioids, she would take some when she, in the first few days. But I guess I just didn't even, I guess like at the time, I, I, I guess I didn't care, really. And, and I was selfish. That's honest. And I was a dude that just like, oh, stop complaining about this shit. But now, that I pay more attention and I listen to my daughter. I listen to my wife. It's like, God damn, it does sound like the first two days of that thing. I would be out of fucking commission a hundred percent. I would just lay in bed all fucking day, you know? And if dudes had to go through it. The baseline of pain, like that women experience, like most of the time is like higher than it should be. You know what I mean? Like even the fucking, like, this is my other rant is like, like, all, like, women's clothing is so uncomfortable, and, like, the shoes are whack, and, like, it all just, like, feels bad, like. That's true, too. The yeah. women's clothing thing. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I was, uh, I was, I was looking at my calves, and, like, if when I have my foot, like, fully extended, <laughs> I was like, when are they gonna do some high heel shit for oh, guys, God. man? Because my shit is popping when I'm standing on my tippy toes. Oh, Brett in high heels. I mean, heel. they make, um, they make bigger size high heels. I think you can find them online. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm like a 14, and I need, like, a 14 pump. You should. I mean, just wear them on stage. You get real powerful up <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, you know? my shit looks like horse calves, dude. I mean, mine look good, too. So Trust me. so wimpy okay. when they're not in the... My calves are sweet, too. I, You know me. I walk, like, 100 miles a day. My 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 calves are sexy as hell. But uh, I'm going <laughs> to stick with the comfortable shoes. That's yeah. just me. I mean, women do... Um, I'm not I trying agree. to say they have it better or anything, but as far as shoes go, they do have it's the most, opening. they have the most uncomfortable shoes, but they also got those slide on boys that just whoop. Yeah. And you're in there and you're what my wife basically is just like, you know, most of the time, you like a slip on. Yeah. My wife feel, my wife has said like a lot of times with those slip ons, man, it just feels like you're in your socks all day. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know, but again, she can't do on. 
Right, but you know, I mean, it doesn't go with my look. <laughs> the other, I, well, I, so I did one of those. Yeah, I did one of those mud runs this weekend, and I really wanted a pair of like tight fitness shorts. Yeah, there isn't like a, I can't get like a twenty dollar pair. Only Lululemon makes them. Get them, and I don't want to pay that much for fucking shorts. Good shorts, though, man. Good shorts. I mean, Lululemon but, is good stuff. You're the guy that believes in good are you stuff. Get mud on them. Well, I but well that's fine, but okay, I don't want true. I don't want mud flying up the 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 hole and getting oh. yeah. You think holes gonna get yeah. in your booty hole? I, oh, I there think, was mud everywhere, dude. It was insane. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. We we, we gotta we gotta Where get to the next calls. I just yeah. I opened up the Facebook page and it said two hours in the queue, and I'm like, okay, we gotta. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> I mean, it stayed full. Yeah. Well, I mean, you might want to drop out if you don't have if you don't think you got the stamina. Yeah, because we're well, not going to get everything. That's for sure. We're back to ten people. Yeah, it, you, you women, you all came in. You all came through. They showed up. We're out here. Yeah, definitely. We're out here, and I'm out here, and I'm going <laughs> to seek my plug in for doing art. Uh, Learn worm on Instagram. Oh shit! I didn't even I didn't even didn't know who this who I was talking Wormler. to. Yeah. We love you. You did yeah. the nation building <laughs> picture. You made the poster for this yes. show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling in. Of course. All right. Good night, guys. Let's go yeah. for the next one. We got to just roll through these things. We got to try and get as many people as we can. Man, it seems like if you don't have dudes calling the whole time, people actually like keep filling the queue up. Uh, yeah. Seems like we should have to do one of these once a month now. I think we can do it. Okay. Hey, how's it going? Who's Who, who are we talking to? What's them pronouns? Um, My pronouns are they, them, and this is Kayla. Oh, Kayla. We love you. Kayla, we know you. What's up? From the Street Fighters group. How's it going tonight? What's going on? Um, It's going good. Uh, I worked all day at my little salon. Um, last time I called in, I was, you know, bitching about a salon I reported. Um, and I was successful in reporting them. And so I got, like, a little settlement. And oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like it was like two hundred dollars. Hey, no, hey, don't, <laughs> hey, don't diminish but, accomplishments like that. We, yeah, yeah. We. Said, it also made yeah. the other. It also made the people that you uh that you took the action against. It made them miserable. So just remember that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so cool uh, because the Department of Labor like forced her to deliver a letter to me in person wow. at my new job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sometimes, I'll tell you, the system works sometimes. Oh, no, no, no. You just have to be empowered to know how to work the system. For the sure. The system doesn't work. Yeah, that's the hard thing. That's the hard part. Like, it's like so many people just feel like it's not going to, it's not going to happen. You know, like it, it's right. like, especially if you get like wrongfully terminated or something, it's like, well, what's the fucking point? But it's like, sometimes it works. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Like since this happened and since I got my little, you know, bag, got my $200, um, I was like, Hey, this really wasn't that painful to do. It was kind of an easy process. And I really got to show that woman like, you know, like she had to come in and I was like, oh, I'm so busy today. I guess I can deal with this. 
<laughs> That's the best. Um, I mean, just a happy ending to a story, really. Yeah, like so it was really encouraging and then I created a Facebook group for other hairstylists so that they could learn what their rights were. Um and now I help people all day kind of start the process of reporting their employers um for the type of violations that I've experienced. Um That's amazing. So it's kind of turned into this like snowball. <laughs> That's incredible. That's just type of effect. So you are cool. an incredible person, Kayla. I gotta tell you that. You you also do the Lonnie shoebox thing, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's just you're an <laughs> organizer. Been to do that for so long. Yeah. Oh, I organize so many projects. Like I have um, a nonprofit mobile boutique where I give free clothes to homeless and at-risk youth um, in the LGBT community. Um, and actually, I'm bringing that with me to Philadelphia when I move. So I'm really excited for the move. Um, I'm trying to open, like, several chapters in different um, cities, so I'm writing a guide on how to do it. Um, and I'm kind of handing off that guide to my main volunteers that I have here in Orlando. Um, but, like, the goal is to make it like a Foods Not Bombs type situation where there's different chapters um, in different cities. That's so because great. It is really, honestly, a lot of the work I do, I think people think I'm, like, exhausted all the time. But it's like when you start doing community organizing work, you meet other community organizers, and they support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, through the process. Right. I mean, you just, you quickly meet people that are about it, about it, that can get stuff done. Yeah. And, like, the people that are bullshitters. I mean, you meet them one time and they promise the world to you and then they don't fucking show up. But the person that shows up after that is someone you can rely on. And then all of a sudden you got a network going and you both have people you can work with uh, to get jobs done. Yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly been really humbling to kind of realize, like, um, you know, I am so young, like I'm 23 and I've been able to kind of do like all these things. But the organizers that I talk to... Um, I'm so surprised to find out that they have been doing this type of work for just as long as I have, like, even when they were, like, teenagers. Like, I remember in elementary school, I started a petition to, like, change the lunch food, you know? Like, I've always been, like, you know, kind of just since I was, like, a kid, kind of moving towards what I'm doing now. Well, so yeah, you're not okay. It's really cool. You're not okay with the way things are. You just, you have that constant feeling um, that something's not right uh, and you can probably do something about it. You know, as much as me and my mom are like diametrically opposed, I think something that she recognizes about me, even though she doesn't understand it, is that I'm like always take the underdog side in the fight. Like she just understands that I'm going to say, wait a second who's getting crushed here and why are we crushing them you know and it's uh totally. it's hard and to I, ignore yeah i mean i just think when you become more aware to some of the baseline stuff that like you kind of thought you were just experiencing alone and then you started talking to people and you're like oh no like oh like everyone is experiencing this and then it just kind of makes you think more about other people um, naturally, that's why I like to talk about my issues a lot, and I'm kind of like vulnerable a lot because I know that I'm not the only one. 
And then I know that those people will now feel comfortable coming to me. Um, and then we can both feel better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Well, Kayla, thank you for calling in. I want to say that uh, you are definitely a proud parent. So I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day because you do a lot to help <laughs> help kids uh, in, in the, the communities where they need yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for calling, Kayla. I, I, I admire what you do. Yeah, and where can where's the best place to send people if they want to help or get involved? Okay, um, so there's a couple different things. So for the nonprofit boutique, it's called Out of the Closet Boutique, um, and everything is under OOTC Orlando um, for right now. And then for my workers' rights group, it's called Beauty Industry Workers' Rights. I don't know if we have any other hairstylists that listen to Street Fight or even just any beauty industry workers, like um, estheticians, anything like that. That's a really good resource for them. Um, and I guess I'll just do my music as well. Um, I have a music project called Gutter Girl, and I'm on SoundCloud. All right. How long do we have with you? How long do we have till we can come down? Like, if we come down to Florida, are, are we, uh, do we only have a short amount of time before you move? Yeah, like, um, I think I'm going to be moving uh, late July, early August. This is the worst so, news of my life. Soon. Yeah. I wanna get I wanna get unicorn hair. Well, we will make it to oh, Philly. No. I really want to give it to you. Oh we, Philly would yeah, we we love Philly. I mean she's in Philly. We'll go back go to Philly. Philly. I just Florida, I wanted to come I you're one of the people I wanted to meet if we went down to Florida. And uh Florida is not probably gonna happen until later in the year. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to happen in August I mean, or July. If Kayla ain't in Florida, then fuck Florida. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? <laughs> it sucks, but there's a really good DSA here in Orlando, and a couple of members of the DSA are avid uh, Street Fight listeners. Oh, like, fine. You, you twisted my arm. We'll do like, Florida. Like we'll do Florida when it's cold you here. Should. When it's cold you here, should. we'll do it. We'll do it when it's cold. <laughs> it's a goal. Florida's on the list. Just uh, Literally like a paradise state with palm trees. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, lots of fucking prescription medication. Ah, uh, yes. Well, not as much anymore. That's yeah, not it. Yeah, they kind of cut back on that. Yeah, yeah they really cut they ain't back. getting that stuff anymore. <laughs> this is the way the world works. What happened to the sound? Yeah, it sounds a little more robust. Well, that's fine with me. Who gives a well, shit? Thank Thanks for calling, Kayla. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, have a good night. All right. Well, you know, folks, sometimes when you do live audio... There are some changes that happen that are caused by, in my opinion, I think the synapses inside of our brain sometimes can affect the electronics around us. I feel like the electric, electric activity of the human body can, at some points, like really throw an error code into our electronics. Don't at me about that. Just soak it in. Let's see who's on the line here next. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey guys, it's Haley. I'm calling in again. Hi. Sandalution. Oh, hey, how's hey. it going, Haley? Uh, Who? Haley. Haley, I'm a friend of Lucian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We met Haley. Yes, got it. Yeah, yeah, we've met. Yeah. Well, I met, that's, uh, Brian, you're my friend on Facebook, but I, I have the last call in show I was in, I was in a call in with, uh, Brett, and, um, I'm forgetting his name, but it was a while ago. Josh. My pronouns are she, yeah, Josh. Thank you. My pronouns are she/her. Um, trans girl, you know. Uh, 
Um, I'm pretty happy. A couple of weeks ago, I hit my five years. So, wow. You know, congratulations. Uh, pretty big deal. That was on six. Yeah, that was on April 20th. But, no, um, I, I'm, I. You chose, wait, wait. You chose 420. You chose 420 as your day. I didn't choose it. It's just how it worked out. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I also would. I mean, four twenty is a good day. I mean, you got to pick a monumental day, right? Well, see, it's funny. It is. It's funny for two reasons for me. One, um, because obviously, because it's the weed number, right? But also, um, you know, I'm Jewish. And that's Hitler's birthday. Okay. So it's just a weird, it's just a funny little thing how multiple things are working out there for that. So, um, but it's positive. I like to think I'm, I'm, I'm reclaiming yeah, the day. It's your day now. Um, <laughs> yes, it's my day. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, controversial opinion, I know. I, um, hey, hey, no, a lot of people don't know this. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this about me. I got married on March 17th. My my marriage anniversary is March 17th. What? You didn't know that? No. Yeah? It was like coming up. <clears throat> Mine is uh, the JFK assassination. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> a good day for you. I mean, right. Well, there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot to explore. Yeah. You were in Dallas at the time. I get it. You know? No, I got married on St. Patrick's Day. I, I don't even like drink and or care about Irish stuff or any of that stuff. I was just like, eh, you know, it's a day. It's close. Eh, let's just do it today. It was like, I think it was a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> but Wednesday ended up being an important day in my life because that's when we record Street Fight now. You know what I mean? So Wednesday's not a bad day for that me. That works out. Yeah. No, I get, I get, I look forward to it. I get to listen to you guys and then I get to listen to Tapo when they release on time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great day. Um, but no, it's, it's, I, I'm calling actually talk about a couple of like things. One, um, so, uh, I kind of had like a weird experience yesterday with, um, so-called ethical non-monogamy. Um, so, uh, pro tip for anybody involved in that, just communicate. Yeah, um, yeah, lay it out there. Because so, <laughs> uh, apparently, um, and I would never have done anything like this had she not, like, lied to me, because she did. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, oh, my, my partner's okay with it, it's all cool. And then, you know, so I'm over at her place, and then we kind of get walked in on. And that's an awkward experience. <laughs> but, yeah, there's uh, a, I mean, I think that. Turns out, turns out he wasn't okay with it. So yeah. It like, so lie to people. I don't know. No, I'm with you. I would say I, I can just see, like, I don't have personal experience with that, but I can just see right now a lot of people being like, oh, no, man, we're open. No, this thing is opened up. Yeah, me and you right now, we could totally do this, you know? Uh, we just, you know, our agreement is that you we don't let anybody know about it, you know? Let's just make sure that no one ever finds out, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's, that's cheating, you know? Yeah, no, and, and, like, I have, I've, been, I've actually kind of been feeling disgusted about it, like, these past couple of, like... Oh, it's not your fault. You know, we're really just... This, but no, I know it's not my fault, but I, I, I have moral, like, concerns with, with... I don't cheat, and I've got moral concerns with facilitating cheating, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it, was yeah. like, it was a weird thing. How old are you? And, um, 
I'm 24. I turned mm. 25 in August. Yeah, I mean, uh, cheating happens. Um, cheating it's happens. It's just a weird... Cheating. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on people. I think the greatest thing that y'all are doing is trying to bust open some of the monogamy uh, because it is yeah. like when people are 23 and 24, they really would just rather have sex with this person that they just met on a patio at a bar. You know, like they really... Like, the rest of the other stuff don't, don't really want to be tied down for. <clears throat> I think it's a problem, too, yeah. where... It's hard to exist on your own. I mean, unless you're willing to live in like a flop house with six other people, having like a relationship with somebody is the best way to have stable household in the United States. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, um, I try to talk about this kind of stuff with my mom all the time since, you know, it's Mother's Day. But, you know, I have two moms, so I've got twice the work to do. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, I do, too. Just, believe like, me. Twice the expectations, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, the the unfortunate part is that they're three thousand miles away back in California. I'm from New Jersey now, so okay. Um, but uh, so my brother had to do all the work today. But um, you know, I try to talk to her about this because I'm, you know, the employment stuff has been oh, sort of a real struggle, um, and especially since I'm taking on student loan debt at a grad school that is, you know, not as conducive to um, being trans as I would have hoped. Um, and it has gotten pretty bad sometimes. Um, and it was wild. Like, you'd think, you'd think that here in New Jersey, not to do this whole stupid red state, blue state kind of thing, because in my experience, it's like a lot of blue states are just as bigoted uh, to trans people like me. But, um, you know, uh, you'd think that I'd get a little bit more respect about my being trans and acknowledgement and understanding about what being trans means for so many uh, people, particularly since I'm the only one in my master's program who's trans and like trying, at least attempting to understand how isolating that might be. But it's funny, I went to a conference in Charlotte and I got more respect at that conference in Charlotte in four days than I got in the entire like almost full year now that I've been at this program in New Jersey. And it's a, it's, a, it's a really weird experience to feel that. And so I went to my program director, and I was like, he's an Israeli guy who I just found out last week was in the IDF. So, and I'm in a Holocaust and Genocide Studies program, so yikes. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he told me, I said, hey, I don't feel respected. I don't feel acknowledged. And part of it, I feel like, has to do with my transness. And I feel like other students in this program are acting like children and they're really, really petty. And it's directed at the fact that I'm trans. You know? And I talked to him about it. And he just, he, instead of going like, oh, you know what? Hey, even, like, even if you think I'm wrong, you, sh you don't just immediately say that I'm wrong. Because right. the very first thing that came out of his mouth was, you're wrong. Oh, like, God. You don't even acknowledge it. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm wrong? Like, I didn't realize that you knew everything that I was going yeah. through. Yeah. You don't... Um, uh... Yeah, you can't make, I mean, yeah. you don't make it far when you have that kind of reaction to something like that. I mean, he, he's done well for yeah, himself, but I mean, it's just like you don't make it to any sort of understanding if you just go with that knee-jerk, like, shut down the conversation. Yeah, and so I got this really pedantic, almost rude response from him. And he, he had the nerve to act all offended when I said, look, like, I don't really think that I'm being recognized for the work that I'm doing. Because 
he he told me he's like, oh, I've read your work and it's really good. And here's the thing, he hasn't, so I know that that was a lie. Um, and then he said like he wanted to do it. I wanted to do a thesis initially, and so I went into his office with an idea, and he told me no, and he hasn't done that with any other student. And so he asked me when I saw him last week. He goes, hey, do you want to do a thesis? And I said no, because you said no. And he was all surprised at that. It's like, I don't, like, I'm sorry, you told me no, it's way too late for me to do one. So, you know, um, kind of sucks when you have to put your academic, you know, aspiration uh, on hold because somebody, some cis guy doesn't think what you want to do is important enough. Yeah, and that's that, been a real struggle too. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, you know, there's just, enough people protecting men and women too that are protecting this like you know hetero cis male thing as like the pinnacle of you know academia and understanding and the lens of the world is you know th that's like the normal way to look at the world and they're just it's people are just missing out when they don't hear what other people's understanding of the world is because we it's just such an individual thing and uh you know, part of doing our show is we have a lot of people that come out to the show that uh, are trans and, you know, will mention it to us and talk to us about what it's like being in the show and the audience and why they feel comfortable coming out. And, you know, I don't normally, we don't ever really talk about like, you know, genitalia. We don't ever talk about like their stories or their histories or anything. It's just, you know, them telling me their how they how they how they have interpreted and understood the show and things and it's more enlightening to me than having like the same old guy come up and tell me you know like i also did the same shit that you did when you were a kid you know <laughs> i mean there's just yeah. it's more robust yeah, yeah. it's more robust to have that and uh to have that insight that you can't find mm -hmm. as often you know yeah um I do have, like, some support, which is good at least, but it's wild, you know, taking out this much money and I mean, yet um, yeah. be surrounded by, like, children. I mean, basically, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, like, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it up with this. So I, I, I bought a guitar because I'm learning how to play guitar, and I had class that night, and I bought it, like, two hours before I had to get to class. So, um Rather than go home, which was further away from me than campus, I just brought it to campus with me. And, and you know, it's a $250 car. I'm not leaving that in the snowy weather. So I brought it with me up to class. And the level of the petty and childishness that I'm dealing with from these, from, these are like people who have like the equal sign on their, on their it's a sticker on their laptop. They're all trans friendly, right? But... Um, I start talking about trans rights with them in a class context, and, and you know, they start getting mad at me. But um, So it's just how supportive they are. But at any rate, they, this girl tells my one friend in the program, she's like, oh, Haley brought her guitar. Is she going to, like, sing up her part of a lecture? And it's like, are you for real? You know, it's like, are you, are you serious? I literally, like... I just brought it so I could not have it literally a brand new guitar get warped by the minus 10 degree weather in Jersey. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that offended you so much. But, um, Jesus, yeah, that so. sucks. I mean, that is microaggression she's like a, she's if I've ever 40. heard it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. She's almost 40. 
and she's doing that. She's almost 40. Well, and so that, that kind of behavior is insane to me, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, hope, hopefully people listening in will listen up, spread the word, and let people know not to be so fucked up out there. Yeah, don't be mis- I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, no, those are just a couple of things. I don't have any really interesting word stories since I'm just really a student. But, no, that was good. Uh, no, that was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Uh, for doing the uh, ABCD show. I think it's a really cool idea. Um, y'all are, in my opinion, the real best sort of leftist uh, media that handles trans issues really well. Um, you know, and uh, I appreciate y'all a lot. So, thank you. Thank you. On, guys. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Have a good night. Uh, you too. Thank you. Oof, we are about 15 minutes away yeah. from the end of this thing. Right, right. Right, so right, right. We can do this. Nine oh five, baby. How many calls? We got like six calls. Eh. It's probably well, not gonna get six. Eh. Six yeah. is a lot. I guess we can go to we can go to twelve ten because we played an eight minute song. Okay, so we'll add another five minutes. I think we started five minutes late. I know. That's why I said it's nine. It's eleven fifty. I said we have fifteen minutes left. We got twenty minutes left. Okay, in the show. Let's get this call. Hello. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, what's up, King? It's Kudbo. Uh, she, her. I'm one of the mods from the Discord. Oh, cool. Hey, Kudbo. Hey, Kudbo. how's it going? Hey, I'm doing awesome. I'm sitting on some uh, blue lemonade vodka, um, so I'm not drunk. Yum. I'm very upset. Yeah, I'm on the Cabo Wabo right now. I'm on the yeah. Kratom. Red Mangda. Red. Oh, man. I'm the Kratom. Yeah. Um, so I'm just calling in to call in and talk about. Um, well, I just wanted to first of all shout out um, the Discord for being the coolest fucking community online. Um, I actually just met somebody. Uh, shout out to my friend Natalie from the Discord a couple of days ago, and we've been having all kinds of fun spreading this mess across the U.S. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank <clears throat> you. Um, but uh. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to call. I had like a, a ketchup scam also that I wanted to share with y'all. I would um, love to hear a ketchup, ketchup scam. So I worked at Target for like two years. Um, I had the same job as um, Ben from Ithaca. Actually, is one of the like um, like the leads up front, um, and um, we just get a lot of different like scams and like weird stuff coming through and. Uh, I think the best one that ever got us was that uh, one day this person returned a like fifty dollar uh, printer ink cartridge, right? Um, and generally with electronics returns, you would like go back and like you know open up the box and check and see and make sure that the stuff was like legit. But we just kind of let, let this one through because it was just a you know printer ink whatever. Um, and so we accepted the return, gave him back the fifty bucks, and then we went to double check before we put it back on the shelf and we opened it up. And um, they had taken out the printer cartridge and replaced the contents of the box with uh, about about 50 Heinz ketchup packets. I mean, they just got their 50 bucks back. Um, so it's a pretty cool scam to try if you ever... <laughs> well, yeah, now you know now the, now the official ratio... <laughs> For ink cartridges to ketchup packets, 50 to 1. 
That's genius. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, the, I the love the people like that return that. stuff with like a brick. Yeah. I like that one. I mean, I wish they didn't. Use, I think they use like a bad. Uh, I think they use like a slur in it, like uh, in Spanish. But the one where they uh, actually put they they wrote something nasty to the person on the brick. Yeah, <laughs> oh turned a PlayStation and wrote something nasty on the brick. There was um. Back when back in the day when PlayStation Two was around, there was a lot of people that was selling uh, the boxes, but it made it sound like it was the system. Oh, oh that's, that's so funny! They would sell like these boxes for seven hundred dollars. Because people weren't like doing their due diligence and reading the full description of the auction, and nobody opens them. Nobody gonna. Nobody. Oh, I guess if it's an eBay, but yeah, I I get that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would probably just. If so, if I bought a PlayStation Four on Craigslist, I'll bet I'd buy a brick. I'd be likely to buy a brick because yeah. I would just throw it in a car. I don't check anything. Right, you're not going to ask him to plug it in. I guess like a, my anarchism is the thing that like is also my downfall because I do have a very like my idea of how much crime there is is probably. Way lower than the actual amount of crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, people ripping me off, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm oh, never going to rip me off. And you get home, you got ripped off. But today, I had I actually had to return some business casual clothes that I bought the other day, and I didn't have my receipt on me. And I stopped this poor woman that was working there on the way into the store. I was like, I am not. I am walking in with these clothes to return them. <laughs> yeah. I am not because I had a guilty conscience already by the time I got in there. I thought they were going to accuse me of stealing. They're going to jump down your throat. Yeah, they didn't. They were nice to me. Marshalls, thank you. I did return to business casual clothes because I didn't need them. Oh yeah, dude. No, you can you can get away with whatever you want in that return line though. Like they'll they'll just let you do whatever you right. want. Um, they didn't give me my money back. They gave me store credit, and then I let my wife buy candles for Mother's Day. She bought $30 worth of candles. Hell yes. No, let's not care. Yeah, women love... <laughs> I'm watching an ABCD show. Like, women love candles. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? If you she don't actually got bought get a, them candles and lotion for their birthday, they won't resent you for the rest of your life. She actually bought a, a, a one of those gendered candles. Oh, really? A warm tobacco pipe. Oh, warm oh, pipe tobacco. Nice. Yeah, I saw I saw one the other day. Actually, I was at a an old TJ Maxx the other day, and they had a candle. That was the brand was M I Manly Indulgence. I have the uh, yeah, those are the ones. Oh, wow. And, and the, the black fl- candle? Yes. Yep. The scent is bachelor pad. Yes. The blue. Which is <laughs> gross. I'm just thinking like Doritos and feet and <laughs> cum. Yep. <laughs> Spoiled ice cream. Bro. Vomit. <laughs> gross, man. Bachelor pad. Oh, got Papa John's pizza. Yes. <laughs> Garlic butter. <laughs> Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, I wish I'll get get on these calls. Um, y'all have a good night. Now. You too. Thank you. All right, let's see if we can do this. Um, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello, uh, this is Heaven. Um, she, her. Hey, Heaven. How are you? I am doing all right. This is. Uh, I feel like I'm calling it a love line. Like. 
first like long time listener, first time caller type of thing. Oh, cool! So, yeah, <laughs> don't. I mean, we did, we give probably the worst sex advice though. Yeah, so I would not, probably ask a different kind of question. <laughs> we're not experts at anything, really. <laughs> Neither's fucking Doctor uh, Drew or Adam Carolla. <laughs> I used to listen to it so often, and oh, I, yeah. it's just like some of the stuff Adam Carolla used to say. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I like believed half of it. Oh god, and yeah, I, he <laughs> he was like, you start thinking about the fact that you kind of, I maybe you didn't, but I thought he was like kind of a relationship expert, and then like right. knowing <laughs> more about him now, it's like holy shit, he's a monster. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> a guy yeah. like that. Yeah. What a fucking concept cool. for a show. We're going to have people call in and talk about the problems that they have in their relationships and with sex. And we're going to have them talk to a fucking conservative comedian that's going to make fun of them. Yeah. That was the concept oh, of Love Line. God, radio. Yeah. Fucking radio, man. What a, oh, what a cesspool yeah. corporate radio was. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was fourteen, so you know it's like, oh, sex. Okay, this is interesting, and you know, I did I too. Knew it after a while. Oh, I I <laughs> I watched it on MTV, and then I listened to it sometimes. I mean, like I've always been like a big time talk radio guy. So and and look, talk radio was all fucking conservative white dudes until very recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, true, very true. <laughs> so what's okay, going on so tonight? I know you guys. Okay, so I meant to call like weeks ago when this happened, but I kept forgetting. So uh, I'm going to try to speed through this because I know you got a long queue. Um, so essentially, uh, a couple of months ago, or like back in February, I got laid off from my job. And yeah. then uh, I ended up signing up with a temp agency uh, while I was looking for work on my own. And so the temp agency called me back and they're like, oh, great news. We found you a job. And the temp agency that I was with, you like recorded like a 30 second video of yourself. Pretty much talking about your skills and abilities and like, dating. you know, what your best assets are. Like, yeah, that's like dating vid. That's like know? dating before like <laughs> Tinder and shit. That's like what dating was in the eighties. <laughs> Doing it's your tape. So awkward. It's so awkward and the lighting is terrible and the angle is bad, so you can see all my chins. It's terrible. So the temp agency was like, Yeah, we got you a job. Can you start right away? Like, and I'm like, do I need an interview or anything? And they're like, no, no, no. You just go in. It's going to be like a simple data entry job. So it was at like this health com- like health insurance company that was like a third party where they sold like Medicare to like you know 65 plus year old people. And I was going to work in the commissions department, which is revolting to even say like that someone's making commission off of selling health insurance. But um, so yeah. So the first day was just simple training. Second day uh, was a company-wide training for all the other temps, and uh, I had to sit through like like a bad game of Jeopardy and like all those icebreaker games. And then at some point, they had to do like a sexual harassment uh, like kind of guide, you know. And they had this like elderly woman in her like fifties or sixties uh, going through the guide. And I'm in California, so I think they changed the laws a bit. So where they had to include, like, talking about, like, trans and non-binary and, you know, like, all the other genders. But they didn't use any of the technical information or the technical terms, I should say. So, like, everybody's kind of confused. And then a gender unicorn pops up on my PowerPoint, on the PowerPoint 
where it's like this smiling unicorn with like an etched rainbow on its stomach and they don't even mention it. It's just like popped up on the PowerPoint, weirdly enough. And uh, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to go well. Uh, and then uh, as it's going through, they mention like some case about like a municipal judge in Texas back in the 70s who was trans and a transition to a woman. And the whole time, this person who's supposed to be teaching us about sexual harassment and all that keeps using this, this person's dead name mm. and the wrong pronoun. And I'm, like, mortified. Like, oh, my God. Like, what, what land am I in? You know, like, just how can you be teaching this class and not know, right. you know, what to, how is, to say? How is this the best person for the job? Exactly. So, and it was just, it was like, okay. And then, you know, there were these people that were talking about, like, they've been in the company for like 15 years and how, like, some of them were like homeless or like they were addicted to drugs and like this job saved their life. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what, what company am I at? <laughs> like, what did the Trump agency do? And so, um, you know, I'm just like, okay, I'm kind of like sketched out. So the third day, is actual on-the-job training. And at the temp agency, I took a test for Excel. And I got a relatively high score, but that's only because on my phone I was Googling everything because I didn't know Excel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that kind of bit me in the ass. And then uh, so the girl who's training me is going through all the steps of how to do it, and it's just going by so quickly, so fast, and I can't keep up with it. And she's like saying, like, and she just goes through it once. And she's like, okay, are you ready to do one? And I was like, no, I need more training. And I, and I specifically told her that. And she's like, well, we're going to have you do one. <laughs> she sends me to my desk. I'm sitting there at, like, for like half an hour, like pretending to work. And I'm like, I can't do any of this. I know I'm going to get fired from this temp job. So lunch rolls around. I grab all my shit. And I walk out, and the receptionist is like, oh, are you leaving already? And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm just going out to lunch. And so I go in the car, I call the temp agency and, like, fake a family emergency, and I drop off, and I never <laughs> see them again. And, um, yeah, and they were, like, saying, like, are you sure you want to do this? Because you'll have to cancel, you know, your, your you know, you'll have to terminate your uh, position with the temp agency. And I was like, I, I can't, like, I have a family emergency, like, somebody needs me, I, I can't do this. Yeah. And I just completely lied. And just, like, sped off. And... It was like, it, I felt like, it felt really liberating doing it, but at the same time, I felt so stupid, because I'm like, you know, I put on there that I'm a quick learner, and then, like, I kept trying to blame myself for, like, not understanding this Excel sheet, but the truth of the matter was, she just didn't train me well, and she expected me to know everything off the bat, and it was just like, this is just like the worst situation I'd ever been in, as far as a job was goes, and I've been in a few sticky job situations, but... Um, it felt really good to leave, I must say, even though I did feel stupid at the end. Yeah, I mean, those temp agencies, they're just picking up handfuls of people and throwing them at a problem <clears throat> and seeing what, like, who, who comes back the next day, you know? Yeah, well, a, a lot of it's the who yeah. comes back the next day because, you know, I did a lot of them where it was just like, well, I'm just not going to go do this anymore. <laughs> right, and it's just like the temp agency, you know, they deal with, like, a lot of flaky people, too, so it's just, you know, that's just the name of the game kind of thing, but it's like, I'm never going through another temp agency ever again because it's more about profit than actual, like, finding a perfect job for you. you yeah, know? it sucks. Um, it does. 
But, um, yeah, anyway, that was the only thing I wanted to say. I might call in later at some point about other shitty job experiences. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was great talking to you guys, um, and thank you for taking my call. Yep. You're Peace. welcome. Have a good night. Five minutes. All right. We got yeah. we got one minute per call. Oh, shit. Well, that's not going to happen. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Shit. I might be on. I got this one part of Hello? Hello? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, this is Jay from Indiana. Pronouns say them there. All right. How's it going? It's going good. Getting sleepy. Chilling. The show's going great, y'all. Yeah, so far so good. Thank you. Yeah, it's feeling good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, call in to talk about uh, a really stupid... And weird uh, time that me and my partner just uh, had the other day when we were on a walk on acid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we had just gotten done, like, walking for, like, ever just out on this road. How long How long's forever? And, uh, I mean, I, we're talking, you're talking about walking master here. I'm kidding. I'm not going to question your walking. I did walk 20 no, miles I, the other day. <laughs> that's incredible. But, I mean, we were walking for like an hour, just one direction on the train track. Okay. That's cool. That's a good walk. That's a hearty walk. Yeah. It's the beginnings. Well, we like walk to this graveyard and the train tracks, and there's like a hawk in the graveyard, and it's all cool and shit. Yeah. And we got lost after we left the graveyard. And we walked through this, like, we were, like, walking on this road that we had no idea which road it was. And all of a sudden, it just, like, turned into this neighborhood again. And we're like, okay, cool, we're getting somewhere. But all of a sudden, every, like, every single house just had Confederate flags on, like, they were, like, cars. Oh, no. Like, bumper stickers. Oh, no. Wrong neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we're, we're just, like, two, like, mega queers walking down this road. <laughs> and, like, again, also, this is Jay from Indiana, but we are, well, not in the South. And right. And just some, uh, some fucking just weird bullshit. Well, Absolutely but, not what I wanted to say. Well, the history of Indiana is pretty fucking hateful. It's a weird white supremacist haven. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like they really do try to own the route. Like, you know, they want to have it. Because it it is a horrible state. It's a horrible shit state with <laughs> right. a horrible racist history. Still, though, I'm like, fuck you guys, as I think anyone listening to the show probably is. But it was just definitely not what we wanted to see. And it kind of brought it down. It brought the whole thing down a little bit. For really? Yeah, I mean, I could... Just for a bit. Yeah, was it just, was it like ruminating on the idea that those people exist just kind of bummed you out? Yeah, it kind of bummed me out. Um, I got really pepped up again a few blocks later because there was another house that had a car that had, like, mossy oak flames on it. Cool. And this is this is me being, like, this is a real thing for sure. Um, it had, like, flames with mossy oak, and they did not have a single Confederate flag. And I think that's the look people really should go for. <laughs> hey, I got just them the badass, badass, rebellious stuff without the like the the edginess. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, you want to go mutton. You want to drink some beers with right. your friends. Right. Get yourself some Mossy Oak Flames, not some fucking Rebel Flag bullshit. Right. Dial it back with the stars and bars. Yeah. Rain it in. Keep yourself in check. And that brought me back a little bit, I'll say. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes I think in those moments, like when I'm tripping, I always get like, when I was in, the, I was in like Galveston, Texas, which is like, there's this really gross, like hookup, you know, 19 year olds getting roofied type shitty bad people vibes. But there was a part of me that got to the point where I just like forgave everybody for being like born into the hateful world. They like help mold them into somebody that, you know, is so gross. Oh, I mean, it's easy to do because I'm not affected by it, but I just, you know, it's like those, I mean, it's just like their tradition is to be these gross fucking people. I don't know how we change it, you know? And they just are now are so bold now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Confederate flag is like, come on, everybody knows what. Everybody knows it's a fucking slavery thing. Well, like, one of them had written on the flag something like, if this offends you, blah, 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 keep yeah. on, move, like, right. fuck you. And it's like, dude, so you fucking know you're the worst. Yeah, you're, you're doing yeah. it for attention, for, to be the baddest or... You know, whatever it is, like, you you know, like we were saying at the beginning of the show, because your existence, you have to live in defiance of somebody else, you know, to let them know that you think yeah. you're less than them. Yeah, which, like, if you really want to be edgy, I mean, I guess just be gay and do crime and well, that drugs like that's that's real. That's the, and it doesn't fuck with anybody. Yeah, that's true. And you know, that's what's fun is the, the, the hilarious thing about these, these people that think they're edgy and like being like, uh, you know, groundbreaking by just being racist and homophobic and stuff. It's like, you don't get punished for doing any of that stuff. You don't get punished for being a fucking white supremacist, you know, and, and unless it's from the people that you're trying to oppress, but like the authority and the status quo is all supporting that stuff. If you try to go against it, you know, start having like a poly fucking relationship and uh, doing drugs and shit. And then all of a sudden, now you're a renegade. Now you're really fucking punk rock, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird the way that the weird the way the way that they've they've just told young men that they're rebelling by demanding that a woman be a fucking servant for him. When it's like you're they're signing you're signing up for a miserable existence. You watch any of those sitcoms, you are going to get a fucking man cave, and that's the only thing you're gonna have. And you're gonna be a hateful, rotten little soul that sits there and just disappears from existence. Like you you're the signing up for the tra- the trad life, it leads to nowhere. Like it's it's miserable. Yeah. Conservatism is not the new punk rock. There's... And it never fucking will be. You know what's better? You know what's better than having a whole bunch of rules to live by? Living how the fuck you want, right? I mean, why, why go to? Why bother worrying about the thoughts of your neighbors and and who they go to bed with, or uh, what clothes they fucking wear, or what restroom they use? Why the? Why even concern you? It's like a waste of time. You're you're killing yourself. Uh, send yourself to an early grave, stressing over the way that someone else lives their fucking life. Yeah, exactly, and. I mean, and just like on top of all of that, I'm having that exact thought while I'm fucking raining on me and I'm tripping balls. So fuck those people for everything. Yeah, absolutely. And also to fuck it on that trip a little bit. Fuck that. Fuck all of them. Yeah. 
it's 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 shitty that they can just be so open and blatant now and it's 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 not dying down and even just regular people don't even bother to to inconvenience those people in any sort of way you know they just go right along with this you know this uh well we have to respect what everybody thinks and it's like no we don't no we fucking don't i don't have to respect (laughs) shit i don't have to respect the dumbass idea just because someone fucking thought it yeah no, you're 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 fucking you're yeah, absolutely right. Well, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Do, are you on? Do you want to get any any promotions or plugs in there? No, I don't have anything right now. I might have some cool news to call in uh, about, like more serious, but also fun, but also political stuff in, in a few weeks. But I don't think I can talk about it yet. Okay. But I, yeah. uh, I hope that I can call in in a few weeks and talk about it. Hey, we're number one source for cool news. You know it. So, Ain't uh, it cool news? Yeah. No, that's not us. Oh, no, sorry. That's well, not I us. thought we were tied in with that. No, number. we could. Be. I mean, if they want to link up, maybe. Yeah, let's ask them. I want to get a set visit to Black Panther too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to try to. I want to put put together the newest Gunda model and write a review. Yeah. Um. Good. Let's see who's on the line here. How much time we got? Are we, we're done. We though? are way over the line. Okay. Thank you for listening to the very first ABCD call-in show. If you called in tonight and didn't get through, we're going to do another ABCD call-in show. Probably not the first show back, but we're going to do one once a month. Brett's taking down your number. We will get you in first if you just let us know the next time. We fucking hate hanging up on people. It bums us out. Yeah. And also, I don't want to upload a four-hour show to... uh, the podcast. Now. Yeah, two two six four one four and five five one three. Uh, uh, I y'all, thought you were reading somebody's number. <laughs> no, y'all three. Uh, you are on the list. Uh, I will answer your calls first in the queue. I have them written down here for next week. Um, uh, we will not be here next week or the week after that. What? Uh, we will be in 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 Las Vegas. Oh yeah, you're right. At this time, we'll be in Denver at this time next week, and we will be in Las Vegas the week after. But the first show back. We will get those people on if they want to call in. They have a get on the air free card. And they can also, if they meet me in public, they can snap me with a rubber band for making Brett end the show. But I just don't like to load shows that are longer than three hours onto the thing. I think three hours is like. Sure. Max. Well, thanks for listening to Street Fight, supporting what we do. Please consider making a a monthly subscription happen. Uh, You get exclusive writing, including the history zine that we just did. Brian and I wrote down the full come up that brought us to where we are, the full 10-year history of of what got us here, including from, you know, uh, as a kid, the type of comedy that we were into. Um, Coming up soon, we got the travel zine, people writing about, their political travels, their personal travels. I'm writing about the fucking airport. The airport. So many things. The travel zine is coming soon. Uh, after that, the sex zine. We have. I have a lot of really good art for that. I have a. The articles are pretty impressive too. So if you want to get in there, jump in. Go to streetfightradio.com. I'm sorry. Go to patreon.com. P a t r e o n dot com slash streetfightradio. If you sign up for the three dollar level, you get access to all the zines immediately. Immediately. You got 22 freeze digital zines you can read. And then as we pump them out, we're doing two a month for the next few months until we get caught up. So uh, consider 
jumping in there and uh, giving us a monthly subscription. We do appreciate it. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. We will see you on Wednesday, right? Are we doing a show Wednesday? We'll be here Wednesday. We don't leave till Saturday. I'm leaving Thursday. I got, I'm driving to Nashville on Thursday to see Anderson Pop. What time do you have to get up? Oh, I'll, I'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, be here Wednesday. I plan to be. Yeah, let me get this. Even if we aren't, if Brett's not here Wednesday, I will make sure I do a show. There I wanted, will be a show Wednesday. All right, peace. I wanted to get that audio of the thing saying bye, but you talked over it. You son of, I'm sorry. Peace.